I'm glad catch up. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Hello, welcome to that show with Dax Shepard. My name is Daniel. <laughs> I'm Steven. And I am your Cody for the evening. And I'm Daniel's other dad. <laughs> Wait, why is Cody the only one that's actually on this show? It's not even our own show. It's just that Dax Shepard show tonight. We're going to just talk about our problems. We're going to just Ugh. interrupt guests, and then people are going to download it. Dude, awesome. but did you know that he was in movies, though? Yeah, dude. And that's uh, sick. He's a good actor, man. He was in Gone with Wind. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. I've never seen those. Yeah, he was a baby. No, I don't know. I don't think he was. What's going on, what everyone? I- Doing good. How's that's you? That, you know. Oh, fuck. I was about to... I don't know what was going on. Was that heartburn? You okay? What's going on? Oh. Just vomited gas all over the microphone, I see. Yeah. How's everyone's weeks, though? Did you have heartburn? Oh, yeah, man. I definitely had heartburn this I had week. today. Yeah? Yeah? I had Manhattan sandwich today, which is... A fine sandwich with gravy. What's a Manhattan sandwich? I have no yeah. idea what he's talking about. It's like roast beef on garlic bread with gravy. Oh, sounds good. That sounds delightful. It is is there cheese involved? Is that supposed it is to mozzarella cheese on it too? If you want, is that supposed to look like uh, like the the space between the tracks in the subway? Is that like kind of the style of what that sandwich <laughs> yeah, is supposed yeah. to look it like? It looks disgusting. Face? It looks like sludge, kind <laughs> of like uh, a Manhattan the gravy. Right? And the Italian, like the garlic bread, just and it's fuck, it's pretty good. I, I check. Now, it are out. you using gravy properly, or are you using an Italian? It's like not marinara. It's like a Thanksgiving gravy. All right, there you go. You listening, guys? Yeah, yeah. That's Brown what gravy sauce. is. That's where it is. Yeah. All right. So you ate a sandwich this week. What else is <laughs> new? <laughs> yeah, I feel great. Cody, what's going on? Not uh, fucking nothing. Just just the way the schedules. Uh, panned out this is like the third week I, I i had to do research and it was just i'm slightly burnt out it's not it's not that i'm doing an entire episode because hey this is uh the new year's special this is a special one the reason we do this format well maybe maybe you guys can uh fill me in if i'm if i got this wrong the reason we do this format is uh for this one is because we're tired and we don't want to do it <laughs> yeah it, it, it's uh it's it's how we coast into the new year yeah by laziness 2020 it, feels weird 2020 we're gonna be coasting but then all of a sudden this 2020 is gonna happen it's got two twos and two o's in there you don't know you could be going upside down i don't know like there's a lot of loopies in that word in that number <laughs> word number, number. Word number. There's two twos and two O's. There's no O's in 2020. Those are zeros. It could be O's, though. Could be O's. You just don't even know. Why did they put the O on a keyboard, though? Why do they put the O right below the zero? I've never noticed that. That's stupid. All right. uh, Travis. Oh, you know what? I know what I did. Yeah, sure. Let's, yeah, let's hear what Travis did this week. All right, so I've been working at a coffee shop out in Portland because you know trying to figure out what the natives do. One of those mom well, and pop shops, right? Do, yeah. uh-huh. Right. So I've been, you know, I've been doing some freelancing, but also been working at this coffee house shop. And 
Uh, I get like, I think the thing about, well, first of all, cool thing about the coffee house, my coworker who's younger than you, Mike, thought I was 24. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm you got a good Trick face. Ya. I'm 31. What? Ah. I get that too, Travis. I think it's my Asian ease, though. You guys both look pretty young. Thank you. I'm the yeah. oldest looking one on the podcast, right? Yeah, you look like you're 42. Yeah, like you're, you I am just, the oldest one, though. So. A rugged you're, 42, you, though. Yeah, you refinanced and you bought a boat. I got yeah, the, but you, you you like calling that <laughs> boat a yacht, even though it clearly doesn't meet any standard specifications of a yacht. I got divorced when I was 19. What other <laughs> kind of man got experience like that? I actually did meet a guy who got divorced when he was 19. I was in Texas. Really? Wow. Yeah. Inspirational, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> working at this wanted. coffee house, I don't mean to sound like a smug motherfucker, but... It makes me realize that I'm like ninety. I'm like smarter than ninety percent of the population. Oh, because there's people that go into a coffee house, and this has happened more than once. And they're like, "Hey, uh, do you have anything that's hot?" Oh yeah. Or I get like, "What do you have that has caffeine in it?" I'm like, "Dude, you're in a coffee shop." Okay, here's the thing. I, I hope I... you say that, dude. <sighs> The people Dude! that are asking for something hot can go fuck themselves. But the people that are asking for caffeine just might be in such dire straits for a pick-me-up. You know what I mean? Like, they probably weren't... walked into the baby gap before the coffee shop and asked uh, them what yeah. they have with caffeine in it. You right, know, right. and these weren't, these weren't people that are in, like, a troll demographic either. This is, like, just regular Joe Schmo. Like, they weren't trolling me. They are like, well, what do you have that's hot? Well, how do you know they're not really uh, smart, valuable members of society that just never retained that information? I Maybe don't know. Maybe they're just that, stoned out of their That gourds. just made me want to take the steam wand for the lattes and just fucking put my mouth over it and pull it down. Well, I hope we never legalize weed federally and some of us states keep it together <laughs> because you're going to get a lot more of that dumbass shit. Uh, <laughs> Tom, how was your week? It's good, man. Fucking working. I got this new gig I mentioned before. I was just out there fucking Pro Tools. And it's cool when you're good Sick. at Pro Tools and then you get to Pro Tools for work. Let's see. What else did I do? I did some shit. Nice. Fuck. That's the shit. I don't know. I feel like I had an exciting week and then I can't remember. That's my every week. Yeah, just I've been like drinking that. too much. Oh, yeah. I was drinking a lot this week. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, boys. All right, cool. So that's enough of our week. I'm doing Get well that. though. I'm in good spirits. I'm not drinking too much. I'm I'm drinking for fun, and I'm ah, uh, good spirits. And are I'm you waking up too. I see. Uh -huh. Not hungover. There you go. Yes, drinking water. Nice. Going to bed, watching X Files. Oh, actually, speaking of X Files, I was watching an episode, season five, episode eighteen or nineteen or so. We nice. got uh, Roy Cohn is is in it. Really? Yeah, it's like one of the back in time ones, and uh, hmm. ah. They casted him way too old because this wait, is, is he the sucking 50s. an alien dick? Uh, he was looking for them dicks. That's what he was on about. He was on the <laughs> dick. He was on the dick trance. You know, he's like, I'm gonna jump on this fucking airplane and pull off everyone's pants while they stuck to the seatbelt with it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so that was fun. It just reminds me of how cool this podcast is that we do and everything, and how everyone who listens to this podcast is laughing really hard all the time and also learning. Uh, we need more <laughs> institutions like Russ Mortem. So let's get to it. Yeah, Tom. Uh, so can you explain what we do every year besides? Cruise into the the two zeros and two uh, twos. Uh, right. Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> so 2019 countdown. We have two other ones that we did. What it is is that we go through history and find the 19th of any century we want, and we make yeah. a list of people that we wouldn't necessarily do full episodes on. 
Yeah. And just give you a nice amount of information. And all these people died in the 19th of their century. For example, the first person I'm talking about dies in the year 219 BC. That's a long time ago. Yes. So we will be working our way into the future. As countdowns do sometimes, it's a count up, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and then I, you'll hear you the, we'll eventually get the 2019 where we'll be talking about people that died this year. You know, that's uh, we're going to start up. And uh, in the spirit of getting hammered for New Year's, oh, I yeah. have elected to go first. That's because you want to get hammered. Yes, and then I've also elected to go second. I so I don't there. need to relay <laughs> any information past uh, maybe 10 minutes from now. <laughs> oh, that's good, because I got the one that's second to last. Yeah, you're going to have a good time, man. Uh, oh, you have the last one. Well, I mean, not counting oh, 2019. Okay. Gotcha. I'm thinking number three. All right, so let's go. First one up, we got Cleomenes the third. Anyone heard What's of him? What's he about? Nope. No. Wait, is that Miss Cleo? Is that her full name? Well, it's Cleo's Menes. Oh, so, many Miss Cleos. Yeah. Yeah, multi-Cleoed. Mm-hmm. Cleomenes third was a Spartan king from the time of 235 BC to 222 BC and could be summarized best as a terrible manager. Ah. Uh, kind of one of those idiots who is underqualified to even have the title, let alone make bold decisions for other people. So a little weenie hole. He's like, a weenie. He's, He's a, he's one of those managers that's like, I don't know, you could do whatever you want to do. But like, I'm going to get angry at you if you do it wrong. Like, in my research of this guy, I'm like, I, I just imagine a guy who's just like, I got to keep being king. Got to make king moves. And everyone's like, well, just sit down and eat some grapes or something. It's Greece, <laughs> man. Relax. Um, so anyway, let's, uh, I'm going to do a little backstory because this one's confusing. Um, honestly, like I said, not good enough for a roast mortem full episode. But there is a lot of detail here, so I have to skip it's, around. It's a juicy little uh, grape. Honestly, Cody, I wouldn't even call it that. It's oh, just a. It's just the a raisin. It's like the raisins that are still on the stem. There's just oh, a lot yeah. to go through, but not oh. very little juice. I'm going to talk about Sparta a bit, just so uh, you know. You know what's going on. Sparta is a city state. Uh, yeah. In the most southern landlocked part of Greece, it is and was known for its military proficiency and mobilization yep as far back as we know barda has been a diarchy meaning that there are two kings from two royal families that share power equally Freaky. wait but they also kick people into holes and shit in there yes yeah. that's yeah. the place oh, okay so it's like the whole kicking place yeah uh it's whole mm. cl- yes have you I'll seen the movie just put the sepia over your ears and get into it <laughs> yeah um the two royal families in question were the Agiad and the Europontid. The system worked pretty well for about 700 years. Honestly, I don't really know how, because these were a bunch of meatheads, and they were super, super paranoid and ready to fuck up nerds, and everyone was nerds to them. This sounds kind of, whenever I think of Sparta, and knowing now that it was run by two people, it just it reminds me like two prepper families living next to each other, like yeah. in, in the middle of the woods. And they're like, you better know what Jebediah is going to be doing because he's going to come after you first. They were allies. Like, these were kings that were would um, get together and they would sneak out, like, when their wives were around and they blame the other guy. Like, you know, oh, okay. yeah, okay. Uh, the, the other king needs me to go to this really important meeting. Uh, I can't hang out yeah, with on, you tonight. On top of Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Cleomenes was born sometime around... 
265 BC to King Leonidas II. That's not Leonidas from 300. <gasps> oh, this is Dangus! Yes, he is part of the uh, Agiad dynasty. In the year 242 BC, Clemenes' dad, Leonidas, was kicked out of Sparta after opposing the reforms by the Europontid king, which is the other guy. That guy, Agus IV. When King Agus went on his campaign around Sparta, you know, because he's, he's like, oh, I got the, uh, I'm doing these reforms, it's going over well. Uh, all the Senate members, or whatever their term for that was, they're like, they're approving my shit. So he would roll through the town. So it's a campaign, you know, they, he goes through with his hundreds of bodyguards and kind of flexes in the area, and he's like, I'm gonna do that. So Agus is out there flexing really hard. Yeah. And um, How many people do you think saw his dick? Uh, how many on his dick at one time? And how many people? Like, do you think he'd show up to a town and be like, Guess what? I'm king. I can do whatever I want. Kind of. Check this well, I out. see like, little pieces of it, you know, swinging back and forth. <laughs> now, I, this is a little late in the Spartan uh, kingdom, per se. This is later on. It started around the 900 BC, so it's about 700 years into that. But early on, they did have 300 bodyguards per king, and that's where oh, that okay. comes from. When uh, he's out there, he's campaigning, and Leonidas decides to just sneak back into the kingdom and reclaim his throne. Mine fucking easy way easy times so agus was actually killed after arriving home from his victory lap and uh then they had a nice lamb dinner yeah uh the 18 year old cleomenes was forced by his father to marry agus's widow agiatis who was a wealthy heiress wait his mom not his mom the opposing king Mm. who first kicked out Leonidas, and then when he went on the campaign, Leonidas came back. When Agus came back, he was like, oh, you're dead. Give me that wife. (laughs) Give it. Yeah, so also another thing I want to say about uh, the women in Sparta. Women controlled most of the money in Sparta at the time. They had this weird inheritance system where, firstly, if if you were a citizen of Sparta, not a slave, you were just given money, and you were given land. Oh, Andrew, right. Andrew Yang style? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was Andrew Yang, but you had to be like a man first. Because they would take all the like the skinny kids. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't have got the free money even if I was born into it. Because I was very skinny as a child. You know, I was too I was too bony um, hmm. to be a Spartan. So I wouldn't have got it. And there was no audio engineering back then. Um, so once you I ran man, pretty fast you, after the ice cream man, would I be a Spartan? You'd probably be a Spartan. Yeah. I'd be like, hell I yeah, give so. me that ice cream, dog. No, there wasn't as many sugary treats, so it wouldn't have blown out your body like that. Mm, um, I could make sugary treats out of anything. <laughs> give me two rocks, a stick. And sugar. and Yeah, <laughs> yeah and candy. <laughs> so anyway, the way it works is once, you're, once you were a, um, considered a man, they gave you all this money and this land. And then usually you went off to die. Uh, in a war, because they loved fighting these people. Awesome. And the way it works is that the inheritance back then, it was tracked where it wouldn't go to the kids, it would go to the wife. And sometimes the wife would get married again, and then this would happen again. And somehow, over this like 900 years of them doing this system, the women had all of the money. Oh, okay. So even the kings of Sparta would have to borrow from these really wealthy women, who just earned their money because what ended up happening, it was just these lines. Once the woman received the money from her husband, her money would then go to the kids. 
Now, whenever right. they had girls, they would obviously just retain all their money. But when they were right. guys, they had to go fight in war. They would get money again. But what would happen? They would die, and then they would have married into another family in the social circle. And then these women were uh, accumulating oh. ridiculous amounts of wealth. Slaw ladies. Yeah, they, keep dying. Yeah. they were modern-day billionaires for not doing anything. And this was set up by a man. So I don't know what that dude was thinking. <laughs> I've never heard of it, like, lateral inheritance like that. Like, he was just Legally. bad at an accounting. Well, Maybe I, that was the only person he could trust was a woman. It, I've, al- I've also heard that a lot of Spartan ladies did a lot of the, like, civic jobs because these guys were constantly, like, campaigning and shit. Yeah, they'd be, like, counselors or something. Like, they'd be, like, running the city while their men were just, like, out there, like, Ah, my penis is larger than your penis, you stupid thespians! Thespians. That's very true, um, but th- because of the way the money legally had to go to them. Right. So on top of that, they're getting right. that shit. So it, it was a really strange thing. I didn't know about it. it obviously, it didn't work long term because they they had to close up shop after a while. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, the, the women wore the pants, um, and the, they actually lent the kings their money to do all their kingly projects. Mm. Ah. So they were they became banks. That's how that's how much money they Oh, okay. Ooh. So Cleomenes was tricked into marrying this cougar, uh, which I had just mentioned. Uh, he was out hunting with the boys when his father sent a messenger to tell him to return to Sparta immediately. Uh, when he returned, he saw the whole place had been decorated for some kind of royal wedding. He was like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> and keep in mind, <laughs> the only reason this woman is single right now and ready to play this field is because her husband was executed because of her new father-in-law. It's <laughs> an awkward family dinner. Yeah, right? No, that's pretty <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's all fucking weird. Cleomenes took the throne of Sparta in 235 BC when his dad died. The Achaean League, a confederation of Greek islands, was trying to unite all of, all of the, uh, what, what was known as the Pelop- uh, Peloponnese, Peloponnese. Yeah, Peloponnese, excuse me. Uh, he was trying to unite all of the Peloponnese, which is the entire peninsula peninsula that Sparta is on. So like all those little zits that are in the ocean in the Mediterranean. Like, no, he was know. trying to get the big chunk of land, because right now there's a lot of city-states in Greek. Yeah. And they all speak the same language. They're all worshipping the same god, but for some reason they're just separate. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like in 300, when... That they're going off to war and they meet those armies from you know a different city state and they're like, oh, yeah. I got all these warriors. I got three hundred warriors. You got a bunch of carpenters. You penis. Get out of that. <laughs> Get out of here, you penis. No one was like the Spartans when it came to their army, and uh, that's the way Greece was. I bet there was an island in Greece that was just a whole bunch of uh, you know people that made spaghetti, Greek oh. spaghetti. <laughs> Probably. Salad. So. That was their thing. Their stick. This Achaean, uh, Achaean League is trying to get all these people together, and Cleomenes wasn't feeling this and stood up to their leader, Aratus. He basically got his army together real quick and just chased off the Confederacy before they were even close to Sparta. Sure. Mm. He took over a few towns, some of them by force, some of them was just like, hey, let's par- can we park up here and just make sure they're not coming close? Yeah. Um... So after that happens, Cleomenes is feeling good about himself. So then, now, yes. the Europonted king of Sparta died, and we only have one king for the first time in 700 years. 
Oh, shit. Wow. What is he going to do? He only has one butthole ruling. There's not two of them, so they can't kiss. Yeah, I mean, that's just how other people operated, but whatever. Um, for a nice chunk of Cleomenes' Cleomen rule, there was no other king to rule parallel to him. Cleomenes had been inspired by Agus, his wife's ex, to follow up with some reforms that he had he had done, trying to uh, make the Spartan state a little more totalitarian. He was actually into that. He's just like, yo, um, so your husband had some ideas, and uh, can I have some money, please? <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, he starts instating these reforms that were totally totalitarian hubbub and he would claim wealth and redistribute it amongst his favorite Greeks. Uh, he also put fire under the Spartans ass to become more militant in their discipline. Cause I guess wow. over time they became a little soft in his eyes. What are you soft? He also made his brother, the King of the empty Euro ponded throne, which was the first ever Agia Ooh, to do so. Weird. Yeah. So now he's crossing the streams. <laughs> and to achieve all these things, he killed four of the five ephors, which were the basically the state representatives. So no one could protest him anymore. Nice. He's basically a soft Caligula. This oh, guy is not as no one no. noteworthy, but he was throwing down some really greasy moves. Can't lose. <laughs> all in all, Cleomenes was a slippery wiener that used the Spartan phalanx to capture cities all willy nilly. That sounds pretty dirty, mm. Tom. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yep. Do, do we all know what the phalanx is? What? No, I don't, I don't know what that is. A phalanx? Yeah, it's a spear yeah, boy. What's that? that wears so it's a spear boy that wears sh uh, soccer shin guards. And they yeah, stand in the line and they stab people with their dicks. Right, but that and by dicks, I mean spears. Right, so those, those guys would dress up and they, the phalanx formation was them with yeah. their shields all like, oh, this is the first tank, like a Flintstones tank. We're going to yeah. poke you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you guys lost me. <laughs> Don't All worry right, about it, Mike. I'll bring Mike, you back in. I'm going to wrap this up. Imagine a porcupine, but instead of there just being one cute thing there with all the spikes, it's a bunch of little tiny men, and they all got little spears. Does that make sense now? Oh, yeah. It's it makes a sense. shield wall <laughs> with spears. Eventually, in 222 BCE, at the Battle of Celesia, the Spartans were defeated, during which the Macedonian cavalry overcame the Spartans. Mm. Cleomenes was this is the first time he had a serious defeat so he returned to Sparta was like hey guys sorry about the army totally lost it in an unnecessary battle that didn't need to happen and then he My fled bad. off to Alexandria over in Egypt to hang out with his friends Ptolemy Eurgetes who was <laughs> the technically the king of Egypt at this time oh cool he wanted Tell to relax him. a bit, get his groove on again, see if he can get some more MySpace followers and then get back to Sparta and get <laughs> his throne back yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> but when his his king died, when his son and successor came back into power, Philomi Philopator, he takes over. He's like, oh, uh, Cleomenes, you kind of suck. My dad sucked, too. So uh, go go to jail. So he sent oh. him basically to house arrest, uh, a glorified jail. <sighs> he tried to escape, and uh, it didn't really work too well. Uh, he tried to get some support from the people of Alexandria. They were all like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and he basically was like, all right, this is done. I, uh, I'm i done here. I don't want to do this anymore. And he suicided himself. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Th suicided himself. I like that. Yeah. 219 BC. So that's the earliest one we're doing. Uh, and it's a suicide. Uh, uh, negative 219. I always thought it was pronounced suicide. Like, 
Yeah, like, me too. When you're dead, you just song. fall into the sewer. So that's our first one, Cleomenes. All right, Cleomenes sounds like Cleomenes. a venereal disease, but he's a little weenie. Yeah, sounds like an idiot. Yeah, so the next one is even somehow more boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hype it up. All right, this is Lawrence of Canterbury, the second Archbishop of Canterbury, which uh, actually is a thing. It's not just a, a type of juice or a thing from a book. Wait, um, is this juice? Why do you get that juice? Well, well Canterbury. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we don't know egg. much about this guy aside from his practices with the whole church, but um, I'm not even going to summarize it. I'm just going right in. We're going to fuck it. into it. So Lawrence, Lawrence is... Uh, Part of an Italian Gregorian missionary that went to England to convert some dirty Anglo-Saxons <laughs> to love Christ and uh, get on do. that uh, guilt-ridden Roman Catholic train. Oh, yeah. Jesus is great. Guess what? You hate yourself. Yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, how it works. He's, so fucked. He spent some time hanging around hungry serfs telling them they're doing it wrong <laughs> as he was purely a Christ reinforcement at this time. I was like a douche. You see, the guy, he wasn't like the first, he wasn't the first group of people, in the first group of people to go over there and try to be like, uh, hey, Kent, let's, let's all be, uh, <laughs> let's be Christian. No, he's like a hundred years behind everyone. So this has been, ha this has been happening party. for a while. It's an easy Hell job. Yeah. It's old news, man. It's like teaching English ESL in Oregon. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, see, I was thinking like the Pope or like in Italy, you just... Sign up for like a sandals vacation to Saxony. <laughs> yeah, th that's Saxony. pretty much what happened. I mean, there was a lot of money coming in. You might as well send these guys and uh, away and make them feel like they're doing something. Right. Uh, right. So he's just a reinforcement. The first Archbishop of the uh, Church of England, Augustine. He already had uh, King Athelbert of Kent fully compliant and willing to spend his Sunday mornings feeling bad about the mean things he yelled the night before, plastered on mead and three knuckles deep into kitchen staff. <laughs> Hell yeah, mead. And I'm guessing that our buddy Lawrence gave great hand jobs because Archbishop Augustine did something unthinkable at the time. He had Lawrence consecrated before he even died. Now, oh, really? Yeah, th th technically this is illegal. What does consecrated mean? Consecrated means given a position in the church. Okay. If I'm the living pope and I'm about to die, I can't just pick a pope. It's got to go through the first. proper channels. Mm, yeah. But the church is also figuring out their shit at this time. They have a lot of rules, but not a lot of reinforcement. Um, so, yeah, he consecrates Lawrence before he's even dead. Like I said, technically illegal, but no one seemed to care much. In fact, when Augustine <laughs> did die... Pope Boniface the Fourth wrote letters to Lawrence addressing him as Archbishop, like they've been, like he's been in that role the whole time. <laughs> so it was like this weird, scandalous thing that no one gave a shit. No one really gave a shit. Yeah. That, well, this guy just sounds like he's just kind of chilling and trying to get Jesus to happen with it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Lawrence had it all figured out really because he was just given a job. Like I said, he gave the right guy a handy, and he ended up in this yeah. position with a lot of power, but not a lot to do. He's not, he's not a, a legal figure. He just has to talk to legal figures and make them feel good about themselves. Make sure they break bread with the right people. Right, it's all that dumb shit. Influencer, you're breaking your bread all wrong, guy. Yeah. Way ahead of this whole operation. It's all peaches and butter for Lawrence. Um, he did try to form a Catholic church presence in Ireland for a brief time, and that was a complete failure. So he went back to Kent and just hung out for pretty much the rest of his life uh, until. 1616.
Oh, shit. Uh-oh. When the king, who was all about it, Athelbert, when he died, his son and heir to the throne, Eadbald. Uh, <laughs> no. Eadbald? Yeah. Eadbald didn't want much to do with Christianity. He became a practicing pagan again. Whoa. Fuck yeah. yeah. He wanted some fun. Yeah. And the people <laughs> embraced pagan this. Fun. I don't want to feel guilty all the time. But I like if I like to touch that area of my body. Like, I'm not supposed to eat hot dogs on Friday because they'll kill me. Not because God <laughs> said so, you know? Yeah. It's who, where are the yeah, laws coming it's from? That's weird. Yeah, right. Who is this God guy? Right. So Eadbald's like, um, I don't want to do this. I'm going to be a pagan again. We're going to roast pigs. I'm going to... You ever seen the girls in a Renaissance fair? I want those. I don't want ladies in robes and covered in straw. Um, he wanted fun. Whoa. So the people embraced this because they also wanted fun. And the Roman Catholic Church was just fucking boring. So a lot of Lawrence's missionary slash Walmart greeters went back to Italy. Oh. Kent was rife with sinners, pleasing each other on the streets, drinking, mm. barbecuing sheep guts, Whoa. all the sick shit that pagans did. Sounds good. That yeah, sounds right? like my kind of time. That sounds like medieval Travis times. Yes, which is <laughs> one That day. sounds dire. One day. It's not for children. No. Lawrence was about <laughs> to pack up his bags, too, because he was like, you know what? These guys are way into having sex with each other's anuses and in public. And I just, <laughs> I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm not that kind of archbishop. So I think I'm going to head back. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to Italy. Not that type of archbishop. So, one night before he was set to leave, Lawrence said that he was visited by Saint Peter, who was the first pope. Whoa! Oh, Saint PP. Yeah, it, it what seemed to be some sort of certified miracle that the church recognizes today. How do they work? Well, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you all about it. They're just like magnets. Um, <laughs> Peter told him that he couldn't just give up, or else all these pagans would go to hell. And that he was even a fucking coward for thinking about leaving. And then St. Peter kicked the shit out of Lawrence. <laughs> like physically? Yes. <laughs> okay. You fucking pussy! Yeah, he just beat him up. And then the next day, Lawrence was like all bruised up. He's got lashes on his backs and shit. He oh, walks geez. up and he goes to Eatball and he's just like, look how bad I look. And he both apparently converted to Christianity on the spot. He said, I can't have that. Fuck this. I don't want to end up like you. Why is he in such a dumb... Oh, it looks like this guy got beat up. I got to be Christians. He was probably hammered. Um, It sounded like he was Freddy krueger What's that? Sounds like he was Freddy krueger in his sleep. Yeah, but also he probably just fell down the stairs or just beat himself. (laughs) Yeah. He fell up the stairs. Yeah, you're right. So anyway... Uh, He converts to Christianity. His people show some resistance, but eventually they go along with it because he's a fucking king. Lawrence died on February 2nd, 619. He was buried in the Abbey of St. Peter and Paul in Canterbury. Lawrence's time as an archbishop is remembered mostly for his failure to secure settlement within the Celtic Church, and then his reconversion of Eadbald following <laughs> his father's death and showing him some nasty bruises. Oh, I love Eadbald. I want to be named Eadbald. No, you don't. Eadbald. E-A-D-B-A-L-D. E-A-D-B-A-L-D. So he went pagan and went back to Christianity. Yeah, because... He just like, wanted to fuck. That's what it was. Look what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, So that's it for me. You won't hear me for the rest of the podcast. 
<laughs> Tom's now? done. <laughs> I'm starting 2020 off right by not being anywhere. <laughs> All right, so I just finished my two people. Um, they're done. You know what that means? Nice. I get to party. Um, with partying, as we know, comes Travis doing one. I'm going to do one now. We're going to another church boy. We're church and royalty heavy tonight. Yeah. I like it. This guy yeah, is called Pope Gelasius II. Oh, oh no. Ah, Pope. He's very gelatinous. Jello? Yeah. So his real name is Giovanni Caetani. And he was born in 1060-ish. We don't really know when he was born, because who cares? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he's born in a place called Gaeta in central Italy. <laughs> Italy. Gaeta. Gaeta. Nice. Yeah. Gaeta. Uh, he became a monk under the Monte Cassino Monastery. And, you know, I don't know what that he means. must have been doing some good monking jobs because uh, Pope monking. Urban okay. II, you know, the Pope that started, like, the Crusades, he was like, yeah. guess what? You should come over to Rome and help uh, improve the papal documents. Like, we've been writing it in regular comic sans, and now we want to do it in papyrus so it looks oh, more perfect. old. <laughs> Yeah, come on over here and also uh, tell me tell me what you think of this song that I just wrote. <laughs> I'm Please. a pope, I'm a pope, I'm a pope, a pope. <laughs> so quickly, uh, Gelasius, uh, he becomes the cardinal deacon in 1088. So he's just nice. doing a good job. He's just doing his thing, right? And- he had the best handwriting. Yeah, one of the big things that he did as this cardinal deacon was that he said, hey, uh, cardinals, uh, he changes the papal law, so cardinals were elected for life until they were elected pope. Nice. Wow. Oh, so like the one exit strategy of being a cardinal is a promotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a good job. I want that right, job. If you're going to be the boss, you might as well be like, all right, well, I'm boss forever. Unless I become super boss. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot I'm life boss. <laughs> it's if a you good job. If you didn't uh, notice that, I have tremendous job security. <laughs> um, my my question now is, can the Pope be fired? Because like you could do that little trick of promoting them and then immediately sacking them. Oh, the Pope can be fired. I uh, yes. Can they, can a Pope be fired? We'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Interesting. <clears throat> History predictor. So, oh, wow. <laughs> over the course of his life, Pope Urban the Second dies. And he's surpassed by Pope Paschal II. Um, now, the interesting thing about Paschal's popedom is that he appointed the first bishop of America. Four hundred poped years before Columbus crashed into it. Uh, oh, okay. So you mean he elected a guy who he didn't like to just go that way? Well, <laughs> yeah, he gave this dude named Eric Guntson. Uh, some <laughs> Viking dude. He gave him the Pope ship of Greenland and Vinland, and Vinland would later be called Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Fin- New New ah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you go preach to the the, the salmon <laughs> and the, the squirrels and the things that need God the most. <laughs> Bahala. So Paschal dies, and then Gelasius becomes unanimously elected Pope. On January 1180, 18. 1118. He writes the best. Yay. Okay, so he was elected in January of 1118. 
And as we know, this countdown is people that died in the 19th year of their century. So Pope Gelasius was only pope for one year. Oh, Oh, poor guy. (laughs) So when I say that he was unanimously elected pope, that was the Vatican unanimously electing him. The Holy Roman Emperor, Henry V, did not have his say in the election, and he thought that he should. God damn it, he's the Holy Roman Emperor. Fuck. So so he sends a henchman named Sencio Fragipani. That's a henchman name. I want a henchman. He sends his henchman out um, to go get our boy Gelasius out of there. You know, this is the Pope we're talking about. He's supposed to be like the... The guy who can hear God and relays it back to the people, right? Right. Yeah. You think he's touching boys? I, I, I don't know. Probably, I, probably not. I feel like all those religious dudes <laughs> did that shit. Maybe. Uh, I well, don't know. Back back then, people didn't run their gabs as much. So, yeah, they were supposed to be celibate, but if they wanted to have a prostitute come by, uh, you know. Yeah. So, Mom's the word. So this, yeah, they they didn't have to pick up choir boys and bring them to Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> so this Frangipani dude shows up, and he's like, "What am I gonna do with this pope? I don't want to hit him because he's the voice of God." But fuck that, let's fight the pope. <laughs> <laughs> fuck pope. that, let's fight the pope. History's first pope fight. Yes. So Frangipani wow. shows up, grabs Gelasius by the throat. He throws <laughs> him on the ground. And then stamps him out with his spurs on his feet. And Gelassi is still alive, so he picks him up and throws him into his dungeon. Like Fragipani's dungeon. Can't do that to the Pope. So after even goons back then had dungeons. Yeah. What is going on? So Fragipani, after stomping out the Pope and throwing him in jail, kind of gets some (laughs) cold feet and he's like, All right, I gotta release this Pope. And he starts like groveling at the Pope's feet and like releases him. It's like, I'm sorry, Pope, that I kicked the shit out of you. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, but also he knows that people are looking for him. Yeah. It's not like um, it's not like a guy who has a vacation home in Florida. It's just like, oh, you, you, do you see uh, Ted around? <laughs> no. He might be on vacation, I guess, right? right? He goes, this time of year, I mean, he goes whenever he wants. You know, it's easy to fly. <laughs> Anyone can do it. It's like everyone's asking, where's the Pope at? Hey, Michael, where's the Pope? Did you see the Pope today? I haven't seen him. Well, we're fucked. Better check the dungeon, I think. <laughs> Maybe he's in heaven. <laughs> Maybe he's talking to God in heaven. Well, hopefully he comes back and tells me what to do with my legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gelasius, he goes back to Rome, and Henry V is like, oh, hell no. This guy, he can't be here. I had no say in this. This guy here. So in March of eighteen or uh, March in March of eleven eighteen, okay. Uh, Henry V join uh, forms an army and starts a, to march on Rome. Now Gelasius, oh. instead of standing his ground, he's like "fuck that" and he runs away. <laughs> he just leaves the Vatican. He's like ah, so a, a flying pope. Yeah, scaredy pope. <laughs> so it's like that show, the flying nun. Yeah. So Henry V comes into the, into Rome and places Pope Gregory the Eighth into the position of Pope Popedom. Is that a word? Popedom. The papacy. I, I was laughing at the papacy. The, yeah, papacy. You said Popedom and Popeship earlier. Popeship. Popeship. Yeah, whatever. You know. So Pope this Dome. Gregory the Eighth is now Pope, and Gregory. Congratulations. Gregory quick, quickly excommunicates. Or sorry, Pope Gelasius quickly excommunicates both Gregory and Henry the Fifth. Wow. Um, Harsh. So 
then Gelassi is essentially exiles himself to France. He's like, Wait. fuck that. <laughs> I'm out. I'm exiled. You're excommunicated, okay. but I just exiled myself. Later. I know we're into this whole like self-flagellation thing, but I think I'll just go to Paris. That's like the equivalent of, you're fired. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. This Pope Gregory VIII is such a shit pope, the one that Henry V installed. He's such a shit pope that Catholics actually call him, gave him the title of anti-pope. Really? <laughs> oh, because this dude, this dude used to have orgies in the Vatican and just partied like a fucking animal. And I, I, I'm the anti-pope. There were like a few anti-popes, right? Yeah. But was this the first one? I don't know if he was the first, but this guy, we want to do a whole episode on him eventually because he's a no, fucking nightmare creature. Anti-pope, let's do it. So in exile, uh, Gelasius uh, consecrates a few cathedrals, and eventually he dies of old age, January oh. 11th, uh, January 11, 19, in Vienna. And but the thing is, this was a few days before he was supposed to hold hold a meeting about how to get this gangbanger Gregory the Fifth and Henry the Gregory the Eighth and Henry the Fifth out. So it's kind of like Suspicious. he died of old age. Oops! At the age of fifty-two. <laughs> no, he's too old. You gotta go. I think he was in his eighties by that point. But oh, dude, yeah. I mean, he he lucky as hell. <laughs> living living to eighty. In this time period, yeah. give me a fucking break. <laughs> That's up there. Senior citizen. As soon as you enter senior citizen. All right, you have six weeks. <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> here's here's a couple mule vouchers. Here's the free Early bird. Donut, Early bird. Donuts. Yeah. All right. These are all... Uh, uh, welcome to the country kitchen buffet. Congratulations. You're going to make it. <laughs> Why don't feel heaven. alone now? Right? So everyone's... If everyone's... I mean, there's a bunch of people that are dying, I guess. Yeah, right. If everyone's dying, then no one's I don't dying. I feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Travis, Welcome to Rose Mortimer. that guy happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the next guy coming up. We're going to blast forward 100 years. So this guy's Whoa. this guy's going to die in 1219. Yeah. What a year. So we're talking about... This guy has a really funny name. Uh, yeah, he does. We're going to talk about a guy named Inelchuk. <laughs> Inelchuk? Inelchuk. Inelchuk. I N A L C H U Q. No, you. Inelchuk sounds like the kind of guy that you meet when you're working construction, who like knows everyone by first name, but no one knows who he is. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. He's always offering you a reservation cigarette <laughs> and annoying you with stories about his wife. <laughs> you d you don't know what he's saying half the time. <laughs> but no one knows where he's from because he looks vaguely Latin or African American or Chinese. <laughs> well, that's kind of like yeah. our boy Inelchuk. We don't really right, right. we don't really know too much about this guy. Um, he Inelchuk was the governor of Utrar, which was a thriving city along the Silk Road in modern day Kazakhstan. Ooh, <laughs> all right. So it's just like this little weird city, you know. Merchants coming through, camels spitting on people. <laughs> so Inelchuk, that re in Turkish that translates to little Inel. <laughs> oh, little Inel. Yeah, little Inel. <laughs> Rapper. Um, his uncle was the ruling Sultan of Kazwarmania. <laughs> his nephew's name was Mohammed the Second. <clears throat> oh well, I could have told you that. <laughs> okay. So now Inelchuk had a pretty sweet job. He's governing this booming city 
you know, serving the richest traders of both East and West. This guy is rolling in it, right? Okay. Yeah. And in 1218, a group of 450 Mongolian traders came through the town. And Inilchunk, Ilchunk, <laughs> Inilchuk <laughs> had them all arrested and accused them of being Mongolian spies. Okay. Uh, you don't usually send triple digits of spies anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of spies. Yeah. yeah. Right. To be in one group. Well, here's the thing is most of them were Mongolian spies. Um, oh. And it and it's possible that Inilchuk just stopped them just to try to steal their goods. You know, like, oh, let me stop all these guys to get all their fucking goods they're carrying. But the problem was, was that one of the men Inilchuk had arrested was an ambassador to none other than Genghis Khan. Oh, yeah, you don't want to fuck with him, dude. <laughs> yeah. He He's already important. had he had sex with you already. You didn't even notice. Yeah, so you, wow. you don't want to fuck with you, Genghis Khan. You're raising he, a son that belongs to Genghis Khan, genetically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Inilchuk contacts his nephew, Sultan Muhammad, and asks him what he should do with these spies. And Muhammad's like, execute them. So off with all their heads, all 450 of them. Holy Jeez, shit. That's a long day of work. Yeah, right? There's no guns there. They're just chopping off heads. Yeah, and they got to bury them or leave them out in the sand. And sand's hard to walk on. Yeah, and, and you know they're not mm. being cooperative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah. So this little stupid Inilchuk, he missed one dude out of these detained Mongolians, the camel driver. So, like, I guess there was, like, a ca in this caravan, like, the guy whipping the camel. Forgot about this guy. Do you guy. really drive a camel? I don't know. I guess Do you so. have a license for that, the sir? The camel pilot? Camel pilot, yeah. How many miles per gallon does your camel get, sir? <laughs> Dude, I got One a... hump or two. I got two humps, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a diesel camel. I mean, he probably intentionally missed him, because that's, like, a hard trade back then. Well... Because aren't they... Aren't the camel drivers also, like, navigators as well? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. he shouldn't have missed this guy, because the camel driver rode back to Genghis Khan and told him exactly uh what happened. Uh-oh. Um, and now, as you imagine, Gengo Genghis Khan was furious. And you don't want to get Genghis Khan furious because... No. As we'll probably learn in some other episode, it's not good. Angry Khan. Seems very no angry. Bueno. What he, when he's happy, <laughs> he rapes. He's still murderous. <laughs> See, okay, so in this situation, Genghis is a little bit reasonable, right? He's like, okay, but, okay. Uh, he's a br I'm a br I'm a brutal guy, but I'm gonna hand handle this reasonably. So he okay. sends a delegation to the Sultan Muhammad, and he demands that Inilchuk gets punished. Just Inilchuk, not anyone else. Just that guy. Right. He's responsible. Okay. Fair. Okay. Now so the funniest man. Now the, the funniest name. Yeah. Get rid of him. The <laughs> the funny thing about Genghis Khan is that his empire was surprisingly religious. Religious tal surprisingly religiously tolerant. Genghis okay. Khan? Yeah, Genghis Khan. Like, Oh, yeah, he just wanted money. Yeah, he just wanted money. So he, his, his was one of the most religiously tolerant country or empires in the world. So cool, cool. in this delegation, he sends one Muslim, because Muhammad's Muslim, and then two Mongolians to talk to Muhammad. All right, like a liaison. Now, the Sultan makes a fatal error by beheading the Muslim... And shaving the beards off the two Mongolians. Well, that's kind of a unfair punishment. 
Some guys get their heads chopped off. The other guys get their mustaches. At least he lived. Yeah. Oh, now I gotta wait. <laughs> yeah, but Co- yes, yes. Cody, they're Mongolian. You know that takes a long time for you to grow a beard. Come on. Yes. <laughs> like it's many moons, many moons for the even the facial stubble. So when Genghis hears what happened to his little delegation, he's like, "All right, you fuck with me. Now I'm gonna bend you over and have eight eighty thousand angry Mongolian horse cocks enter you." Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, is that real? No. <laughs> okay. But uh, by eighty thousand, by eighty thousand, really by eighty thousand, I mean eighty thousand like Mongolian warriors that had like destroyed the world, just fucking come down on this empire. Oh, okay. Uh, so not his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I, I probably was, some. I, I was about to say Genghis Khan would have the means and is creative enough to arrange something like that. You had me going for for, for a spell. Yeah, you know why? Because girls love creative guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at this podcast. Hey. <laughs> so Genghis launches an invasion on this Kamwaria uh, empire. And like I said, there was about 80,000 Mongolians raining down on this empire. And the, the, the first stop was this Otrar place where Anal Chuck was. <laughs> you called him Anal Chuck. Anal Chuck. I'm fine with uh, yeah, Anal Chuck. I'm doing it. Anal Chuck. So... Unlike most other cities that the Mongolians encountered in the empire, which simply just surrendered, Inalchuk ah, tried to put up a fight. So the siege lasted five months. Eventually, it was broke Whoa. when one of Inalchuk's men betrayed him and opened up the gates, letting the Mongolian horde in. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I guess Inalchuk should have given that guy the raise he was asking for. Right? And to, yeah. <laughs> to those traders that open up the gates, they pled for mercy, but the Mongolians were like, we don't trust traders to serve us, so you guys are dead. Aw. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Double whammy right there. But you can't. You just can't. It's like it's like the spokesman for like AT&T right now, right? Exactly. Oh, um, like, Sprint. No, he's on Sprint, this guy. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but he, he flops sides, and I, I just yeah. I just don't trust anything now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the cocksucker... Um, Verizon. Can you hear me Verizon, now? yeah. 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 I can hear you now. Is that his thing? Yeah, yeah. he disappeared. Yeah. He disappeared for a while, then came back to Sprint, and everyone was like, Well, I guess you didn't spend wisely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. All right, so Inilchuk re- retreated back to the inner city in your inner city walls. He barricaded himself in there with, with his remaining men. The siege for the inner citadel lasted another month. Eventually wow. Inilchuk was down to two bodyguards pinned down in the tower of the citadel. They had no ammo, like arrows or spears or anything, so they just started to throw mm. bricks down on the Mongolians. Oh. Get out of here! Oh, man. <laughs> Eventually, Inilchuk was captured alive, and he was brought oh. before Genghis Khan himself. So Genghis Khan, I'm sure, had a very nice lecture to give him about him being a fuck, an anal fuck. <laughs> So Genghis Khan melted down a bucket of silver and poured it into Inilchuk's eyes and ears. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude, there was a Game of Thrones death like that. Yeah, and I was going to mention, George R. R. Martin, you're not creative. Everything you've done is taken from history. I thought he would have, to, to just like let everyone know who's the man in the situation, Genghis Khan would have like put his little fucking Mongolian skirt to the side and just showed him 
his fucking frictioned up dick <laughs> as the silver's going over his eyes. He's like, you wish you can get this. <laughs> no, you wish this is all I had for you. That's exactly what's but going it, on. You're just going to have, this is the last <laughs> dick you're ever going to hear flop. <laughs> and then, and I guess what's nice about what a story you just told us is that there's a moral behind it. There's rarely morals in our stories. And this one is never kill 400 men. Yeah, especially if they're Mongolian. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't just don't kill well, any four hundred yeah. ever, or four hundred of anything really. Unless, Look, uh, unless we're like talking shrimp, a dude. cow, shrimp. <laughs> Look, right. someone right, breaks right. into your house, throw a knife at him, kill him. It doesn't matter. It's just one guy. Yeah, He's right. not supposed to be there. But right. four hundred men break in. They might be there for a reason. <laughs> Sit yeah. down. Put on a couple pots of coffee. Yeah, th- there could be some event planner somewhere that just got his calendar dates mixed or something. Just doing an inspection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 400 man house <laughs> Yes, you may come to my house. Well, Travis, uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was anal yes. chuck. Yeah. Anal yeah. chuck. That's crazy how he died. Like, anal a guy named Chuck who's like, guess what I do? <laughs> anal. Yeah, anal, anal chuck it. is like uh, a pornography from like the mid-70s with that... Like one guy who's way too into his bowl cut and beard combo. I'm Anal Chuck. <laughs> All right, Cody. Yeah, I'm going to follow up uh, Enal Chuck with a man who died in 1319. Eric. Is that right, Travis? I think y- y- your, your, your note says Eric the Fourth, but I think you transposed the V and I in Roman numerals. Oh, it's Eric the I think sixth. it's Eric the Sixth. All right. Yes. So who is he? I know this guy died in 13. Eric the Sixth of Denmark. I think you. Wrote in his great-grandpappy for some reason, or grandpappy. So th- we're talking about Eric the Sixth. His full name was Eric Erickson, and everyone in Denmark at the time was somehow named Eric. It was very confusing. There's been six of them and that we know of, because our guy is the Eric the Sixth. Uh, he was born around 1274. At the age of 12, he became king when his father was mysteriously assassinated. And you bet your ass his dad's name was Eric as well. Uh, <laughs> Not Eric! Too many Eric's around you. Yeah. Are you talking about my son? No, I'm talking about the other Eric. No! Oh, Big Eric? I know. I like no, Big No, 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 not him. The other Eric. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Eric. oh, his cousin Eric. No! You mean the one with the fish shop? Eric. No, no, no. The other Eric. Oh, you mean you know what I'm the... talking about down the street by JoJo's house? Yeah, you mean the one with the fishing pole shop? <laughs> no, I think his cousin, Eric. Oh, the one with the fishing net shop. Yeah, 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 that oh, one. The, st- the step cousin Eric. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Seafood Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric Daddy uh, mysteriously assassinated when he was uh, aged 12. And this sparked an age of civil unrest and tensions in Denmark. This is known as the late age of decay. Uh, at this time, Denmark was kind of broke, broke ass little boys because of poor crop yields. And our guy Eric is fucking not gonna help the situation <laughs> one fucking lick. Wait, are you he saying that he puts salt the... in the in the in the on the ground? How do you grow potatoes uh, in New New Zealand, Denmark? He didn't salt the ground. He may have fucking killed the people who were supposed to pluck the goddamn potatoes from the ground. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> well, to be fair, humans do make good compost. <laughs> he had to wait. Uh, uh, eight years as his mother took over the reign for the interim. He's like, we don't want a teenager ruling our nation. I'm calling the shots. So at age 20, Eric uh, took the throne and crown of Denmark. And his first act of king was to find out the mean guys who murdered daddykins. He's like, you shot my... It wasn't a shooting. He's like, you killed my daddy and I'm angry. I'm angry at Jewel. 
Revenge. Uh, That's a lot of public resources going to uh, personal vendetta. <laughs> but it, it, he, the way he painted it, it, it was it was a crime against the crown. So it's just like this isn't a public thing. This is a this is a this is a thing against my people and my lineage of Eric's, which I rule. So it's uh, like this is an offense. You, you've insulted a. This is an offense to, to all Eric's. To all Eric kind. <laughs> You have uh, you have stubbed yeah. our Eric toes in the wrong way. Damn it! I'm just gonna imagine this guy as Eric. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna avenge my father with my extremely thick ankles. <laughs> People don't know who Eric. <laughs> yeah, who, who the fuck is that? <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's for me, Travis. And yeah, Cody. he had one test. In joke, inside joke, guys. Let me out. Inside joke, you're out. Fucked up. So are the the other a bunch of people who yeah, listen the to four this. digits of people that listen to us. You want? Hey, uh, this is a, a little game of trust fall, okay? Trust me, it's funny. Laugh along. <laughs> Explain you to your parents that it's funny. Yeah. You don't know why, but it's funny. Trust me. Fall Tell them to this. listen to Rose Mortem, and some jokes they're not going to get because they don't know Eric. Oh, trust. Let's see if I can trust you. Trust. He rounds up all these people that not probably could have killed his dad. These are the people that most gained from his dad dying. So it's, not people that were, it's not people that were anywhere near like the assassination it was just like you got money you got a better like you got less competition because my dad was gone and just by the nature of it they these people were all nobility and dukes and counts so he rounds up all these noblemen and we're just like one of you guys probably did it you're all in trouble now oh no (laughs) wait and by trouble uh what do you think? What do you think? I think that their penises are going to be under dirt, and that means that their whole body is going to be dead under dirt. Good guess, but no. What? Eric, oh. Eric, Eric is fucking broke, so he just takes all of their property <laughs> and all of their future incomes and kicks them the fuck out of Denmark. <laughs> you know, so just like uh, everything you have is mine now because I'm broke. Just get lost. <laughs> I would just ask him to kill me. That that was that was the penalty if they didn't leave. Like, oh, okay, yeah. They they like, no, this is my shit. Torture and death if they didn't leave. I don't even know your dad. <laughs> I don't know that Eric. I got a whole family of Eric's. I got a feed with my property. You can't take that away from me. That's my house now, sir. <laughs> this is my house. My house, Eric. That's mine now. Get out the house that Hold Eric. On, I'm gonna tell my wife Eric that I'm gonna be home in a few minutes. <laughs> and this trial is remembered as a just fucking mockery of justice throughout the ages the group was tried as a whole you're supposed to you know pick each person off and give them their own trial yeah especially since you don't have any leads yeah just round them up try them as a group uh the accused were not allowed to be sworn in or swear their innocence like that's kind of danish rights and the accused also were not allowed to even call in uh character uh witnesses so So it's just a huge like fuck up of justice in denmark yeah, I guess they weren't allowed to phone a friend either. No, no, no phone calls. I mean, these. That's why I even have a trial. Yeah, you just go to the phone book, and there's just an E section, like <laughs> the thickest fuck. The phone book's an inch and a half, and one inch of that is E's. <laughs> E's. This'll do. There's one, and, uh, and then there's one Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one A. Oh, wait, but these are the descendants of the Vikings. So, I mean, their trials yes. are probably like, guess what? I bet you can't down this horn before I can. You lose. No, because they can all they can all pound horns at the same way, man. It's culture. Wait, what? They can all pound horns, man. 
Mm. Got to drink out of them horn. They're all pounding mm. horns at the same speed. Every single gotcha. one of them. Guzzle, guzzle, guzzle. The consistent up. horn pounding. Yeah. Hey, Eric, can I get a refill? <laughs> yes. Let's go talk and to all our all these accused. Ikea. Oh, Swedish meatballs. Um, and all these accused. This this entire fucking trial was over and done with within like a work day. So like it was just like a Thursday, and they just yeah, you're all guilty. Go go get the fuck out of here, but leave everything you own. How was work, honey? Well, I lost everything, and it's not called work. It was called court. Now, Eric, get back in the kitchen. <laughs> Erica. Uh, and it, it was a huge fucking mockery of justice. And these under, understandably butthurt exiles, probably named Eric, aligned with Norway, the neighboring rivals of Denmark. He's like, all right, get the fuck out. He's like, we're, we're going we're gonna to swap teams. Yeah, I'm going to go hang out with these Svens over here. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, also we're notoriously broke until like the fifties or sixties or yes. possibly seventies. Broke, broke boys. Yeah. And they align themselves with the royalty of Denmark, and these exiles set up fortresses around the coast and proceeded to pirate and plunder all Denmark-bound ships. Oh, and they're good at that. So, oh yeah, they're just like you know, just Viking blood. Give me everything. <laughs> Give nice. me everything. So the, I feel the king should have, if you didn't want. Uh, trouble down the line should have done what Travis guessed and just killed all these people. They, you know, it was it was it was conspiracy to the throne, and you just let them off with a you just let them off with a a, a a boot. If I had to guess where the word trouble came from, I might guess a, a little cute place called Denmark. <laughs> Denmark, invented by a man Dane. named Eric. Wow. Yeah, no. welcome to Trouble Town. It's not so much trouble, it just sounds weird. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> the door's stuck. <laughs> yeah. The trouble is in the little things. You'll get out fine, I promise. <laughs> it's fine. I hope you like fish. <laughs> Rotten ones. Uh, a new archbishop is knocking about this time, and his name is Lund Jens. And he... You got, you got something to chortle about over there, Tom? No, I just like the name Lund Jens. Yeah. Lund Jens, capital L, capital J. I went to the Vatican for a week. They like me. I'm oh, Lund Jens, your archbishop. <laughs> Vatican loves this guy. Now you, um, Eric, stay out of trouble. Come to me every week, and I'll tell you how I feel about the way you're building your house wrong. <laughs> More Allen keys. Uh, Lund Jens sides with the exiled party, so he's... He's teaming up with these pirates. Like you, you oh. fucking, you, you did these guys wrong, and you know, it, 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 it's not cool what you did to uh, these guys with that mockery of justice. Of and he's famously quoted as saying, "It doesn't matter to me whether Duke Valdmar, a Jew, a Turk, a pagan, or the devil himself, is king of Denmark, so long as it is neither Eric nor his brother." So it's just like his brother, king Eric. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His brother yeah. Christopher. Did I say Eric? No, I did, but okay. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, it's like, hey, listen, guys. Uh, look, I'm on your team. We can just not tell Christ about this. Yeah, sounds good. My last name is Jens. Uh-huh. Like, I'll like, like not Jen, Eric. but multiple Jens. Yes, that's my name. Uh, I, I'm a man of God. I do not care if you are the devil himself. We're gonna fuck Eric. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I hate Eric. Eric I, sucks. I, I knew you did. Well, I knew I came to the right, Eric. the right crowd. <laughs> Fucking That's... dick came over and just took my house. Took your house, took your wallet, took everything that was going to be in your wallet. Left me my wife, though. 
The one thing he could have taken. <laughs> Take my wife. Oh, joke for the boomers. <laughs> Thank you, there Michael. You go. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> I tell my wife to move over in the bed. She don't understand. I try to put my Camaro there. Eric! Take my wife, please. In 1294, Eric doesn't like the sentiments of this new archbishop and was just like, hey, throw that guy in fucking jail. And Eric's brother, Christopher, as I mentioned, put uh, Lunds in chains and locked him up in the equivalent of solitary confinement in a Disney villain-esque dungeon-y tower. Like, you actually had one of those. It was like, you, you, Archbishop gets locked up. Did he die his... he said mean <laughs> did things. Did he tie his pubes together and have Eric climb up it? <laughs> oh, like a Viking Yeah, like a beard Viking beard and pubes, and Eric's like, oh, <laughs> I will save you! Are we, are we going German with Rapunzel? <laughs> yeah, that was borrowed from oh, the that- Danish! With... With this situation. Underneath my belly button hurts. <laughs> Underneath my belly button has a stinging sensation. Maybe it's going to save me. <laughs> and King Eric was all like, Hey, Archbishop Lunds, you can come out when you say you're sorry, motherfucker. So it was it was a indefinite punishment. All, all the bishop had to do was come out and say he's sorry, and then he could go free. But again, the, the firecracker that Lunds is, he, he said, Rather... Then bend to his will. I would rather the king slice me apart joint by joint rather than to submit to his commands. Oh, I mean, he could do that. That's like, I mean, yeah, he's king. You in dungeon. I mean, he was just talking, what, like 45 seconds ago in this podcast, how he team up with Satan. And he's not <laughs> yeah. willing to just tell a lie so he could spin around and do a fucking he, Jackie Chan kick. I mean, he teamed up with uh, uh, Blast young Eric out of the top of the tower. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Boom! Grow some balls! Just tell the lie. Get out, get the fuck out of the chains, man. Get your hands in front of your face. Yeah. Throw some elbows. Yeah, exactly. Get your guard up, man. Don't just be like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I did have tacos with Satanists the other night. They were very <laughs> nice, but I've, uh, if the boss finds out about this, I am going to be, well, <laughs> it's a term we use in uh, the Vatican. It's called crucified. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a joke. Obviously, no, okay, crucified anymore. It's <laughs> modern. Yeah, time. but Tom. I will need someone to wipe my ass in the future. Tom, you've seen a Scandinavian movie before. They're like four hours long, and maybe one thing happens. That's probably what was yeah. going on. He was just standing there, like, having an internal monologue in this tower, like, well, Satan, uh, Satan means life. And I seen the devil yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Lars von Trier's new movie, Eric oh. Feeds a Fish. It's exactly what it sounds like. Six hours and 12 minutes, excluding credits. All right. Archbishop oh, Jen survives two years in this fucking hellhole before befriending the cook who brought him his daily rations. The cook sprang Jen's from the dungeon, presumably for, like, a promise of payoff. And Jen's immediately made a beeline to the Vatican to tattle on the jerk face of a king. Oh, he put me in a tall place. I hate being in a tall place. It didn't even have one of those cool elevators that drop really quickly, and you go, Whoa! Whoa! Oh, my God! Well, Disney Springs, I love Dis- it. Yeah. Do you think, how much do you think this guy, how much fish do you think he ate? That's the real question. Too much. Because then. Hold on. Also, this guy was an archbishop. That technically means that they're the hot shot in their neighborhood. You know? That's like a a religious mayor just going missing. And no one at the Vatican for like two years is like, uh, where's Jans over here? Uh, Again. No one went looking for him? He's uh, summering. Somewhere in uh, L.A. They may have not liked him very much. Probably not. I don't, I don't feel like the, most. I feel like most of Europe just didn't like Scandinavia for a really long time because they got their butt pushed in by the Vikings. Like you guys, just stay up true. there. Just go. You're allowed where it snows. That's it. <laughs> yeah. 
And you get to the Vatican and the Pope was just like, holy fuck, Eric can't do that shit. And the Pope excommunicated Eric and put the entire nation under interdict. And interdict Ooh. pretty much means uh, any sacraments or religious rituals performed in Denmark don't have the Vatican seal of approval. And that means those are fucking null. Oh, so communions, baptisms, confessions all suddenly don't count. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> nope, so, they don't work. so the Pope is using like YouTube tra- tactics for YouTube creators. He's yeah. like, guess Demonetize, what? Guess what? That little juice you were sprinkling on your head. That's not the blood of Christ no more. We get all the blood. Maxies. Yeah, all you. the little children of Denmark from this time period, instead of getting advent calendars with chocolates in them, all the little boxes had pre-chewed gum. <laughs> That's where Copenhagen cookies came from. Because they're like, the God can't get in these tins. <laughs> God proof. All right, so wait, what's happening with Eric now? Is he he's a bad place? He doesn't even know what Jesus or the devil is anymore. And all those people yeah, are like, like, I don't even know. Why is God a fish now? Why are we doing real gravy with real noodles? <laughs> doesn't make sense. So uh, good. the fucking excommunication and interdict would be lifted if four forty nine thousand silver marks are paid in retribution to. Uh, Archbishop Lunds, or Jen, Archbishop Lunds Jens, and you know it's kind of like uh, you know twisting the screws for fucking uh, kickbacks if you catch my drift there. So thirteen oh two comes around and Eric was like, "Fuck, I hate being in papal timeout. This sucks." <sighs> and I, I don't. <laughs> oh, I hate this. It sucks. And he's like kicking the dirt and shit because he's down in the dumps because no one in his kingdom is going to heaven. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have 49,000 silver marks to pay, but if, what if I say like I'm sorry, like really hard and really publicly to Archbishop and, and it, we, we'd be good, right? And the Pope is just like, yeah, I'll, I'll knock 80% off of your, your money fine. So, uh, and, Pope, uh, I'm Eric. I talk like this from now on. Gotcha. How much would you pay <laughs> someone to lick your asshole? Maybe one silver mark? <laughs> That's a lot of licks. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I got the tongue. I got the tongue. I got the time. <laughs> Do I get a free sample? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, okay, that's a quantitative amount. What if you're not good at licking? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was just using that as an example of something he could do. A lick, right. a lick is cost uh, is worth someone to something to someone. But, but if he's got a shitty that. sandpaper tongue, maybe, maybe just maybe just fan you. <laughs> That'd be nice. Maybe I'll just f- rub them toes. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll, I'll make you clothes out of genuine Denmark paste. They make clothes out of bees <laughs> there. But let's move on. Out of bees? That's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, we need the bees. So stop <laughs> doing that. Bees important. Uh, anyway. He fucking grovels in public and says, I'm sorry, and the penalty's reduced, and that, that uh, mitigated sum is paid, and the Pope does the backsies on the whole uh, excommunication and interdict thing. So there you go. Eric's like, ha ha, going back, back in heaven, boys, let's celebrate. And after being taken, in, taken out of papal timeout, Eric thought it'd be a great time to throw a rager, even though Denmark is broke <laughs> as fucks. And crops are horrendously failing left and fucking right and all over. Oh, yeah. What are we drinking at the Ranger? Kegs full of seawater, obviously. (laughs) It's good for you. Look at Eric over there. He's so fucking dehydrated. (laughs) 
Welcome to the Ranger. We got salted seaweed <laughs> and seawater and kegs. And if you need a little pet me up, we just got salt. <laughs> you guys got everything, man. Blast well, a little on the eyes, do a little bump or two. Ooh. You can party all night ah, on salt. We don't have any fresh water, so please bring your own. <laughs> and drink your piss. $10 bottles of water. <laughs> yes. Uh, Eric hosted a tourney of nights in Rostock with an open bar to end all open bars. Wine, beer, and mead were freely poured to anyone who wished. That was and this, cool this was an all-month-long rager. Wow. So imagine that type of open bar. Just anything, however much you want. Beer, wow. mead, wine. Go ahead. Take that it. sounds like any, a Danish any. dream. <laughs> don't even need, <laughs> a, don't even need a colored bracelet. It was a month long? Month long rage, your oh, beer, shit. mead, wine. And to top, to sweeten the deal, Eric also threw in free oatmeal to help soak up the booze in your tummy <laughs> so you can nice get back to the Wait, bar. Wait, he had an oatmeal bowl? Yeah, free oatmeal. Ooh, free unlimited oatmeal right to, to soak up the booze and help <laughs> you keep drinking. I'm imagining this. It's oatmeal, but nowhere does that imply that it's been put in hot water. <laughs> Yes, it's just oats, oats, just as dry as they could come. And as soon as you think they're drier, fucking some guy named Eric just dashes cinnamon (laughs) in your mouth and goes, don't we like the taste of that? Yeah, it's It's very very sweet. sweet. Christmas. Please drink more beer. Oh, God. This sounds like a a great way to punish your party. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The Royal Treasury also paid for the festival's livestock and upkeep costs. And this further fucking drained the treasury. When a hungover Eric was handed the bill, he's like, oh, 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 no, oh, no. And he panicked, and he passed a bunch of fucking absurd taxes on all of his subjects to oh, try no. and recoup the losses of this uh, tourney of knights that he had this tremendous open bar. Well, you know, everyone's oh, bought shots for, like, a group of people, and they're like, oh, wait, you're your friend with that guy, too? He's got to go on now. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. You ever hand over your card and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy a round of shots for these, like, six, seven people I'm with, whatever. You get it back, and it's just like, I charge you for everyone, and we're in an Applebee's, so I <laughs> technically was able to upcharge you 15%. <laughs> Applebee's sounds good right now, too. Yeah, shut up. Mike. Get out of here. <laughs> and, he, and he taxes the peasants, uh, the nobles, and the Applebee diners alike. And everyone gets these like wacky taxes. And suddenly, everyone's like, "Hey, dude, we don't, we don't fucking have money. We just took the fucking month off to watch the knights eat beer, eat beer, drink beer, and eat oatmeal with you." <laughs> it's like there's, there's, we got nothing. And also, shitty crops are shitty. So it's just like I don't know what you, what, what you're thinking you can do here. And Eric's just like, "Oh shit, I fucking need money." And Eric uh, <laughs> sweet talks some uh, German nobility and uh, borrows money from them, from the uh, Deutschland upper crust. And Eric begins mortgaging off parts of Denmark oh. to uh, royalty. In Is the, that why it's so region. tiny? That might be a reason it's so tiny nowadays. Because <laughs> some dude got drunk on oatmeal, and now Denmark's and small. rager. <laughs> He partied too hard, and now his dick is little as hell. And by that, I mean the geographical surface of his country. The country does look like a penis hanging off of the country. It does. It is very small. I mean, I Yes, tiny. Chode. Me me personally, if I was to rule a country, I wouldn't want anything bigger. I would consider that cozy. So it works for Eric. It really does. But, uh, you know, if you lost it, that's a big pride point. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, thirteen, twelve rolls around, and the Danish crops fail even more miserably. Somehow, I have no idea. Like they're just growing anti-crops. Guys, and, uh, nobody wants to eat dandelions. 
They're probably not doing anything. How did you make a bone plant grow? <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. They're probably still hungover. Maybe. Yeah, a year later. And uh, Eric was still like, hey, your taxes are due. I don't care what your dirt and plants did. And the the, the peasants are like, oh, that's that's dickish. Like, uh, the, we can't pay you. Like, nothing happened. Shitty dirt. And uh, the peasants protested, protested. And in retaliation, Eric ordered a few hundred of these dirt farmers to be publicly hung. Mm. Ouch. Ass. Public, publicly Man. hanged. Excuse me. A lot of rope. By the rope. And uh, the death toll is in the triple digits. Ooh, that's a lot of yeah. roped. It's a lot of rope. It's a lot of rope that you probably can't afford. <laughs> well, maybe you just did one at a time. <laughs> Everyone find a buddy. Buddy up system. <laughs> All right, you hold the rope, and, uh, and then you have to lean over a little bit. And yeah, then pat, long marathon. Pass the it, rope it was, back when you finished with it. Right, a very small drop. You know, like the rope's Ooh. only about that big, and it's not a traditional noose. It's just kind of a bow tie. Yeah, yeah. Just actually straightened up peasant spines instead of killing <laughs> them. It's like, oh, my yeah. lumbar fits better. Oh my god, we have the most fit uh, population of all time. Yeah, they're, they're feeling very good. Thank you very much for stretching me out, Eric. I will go back to taking dirt and making it look different. So, after this mass hanging the next year, the survivors, peasants, noblemen alike, stage a full-out open revolt. And Eric hires German mercenaries with money he doesn't fucking have to squash the revolt. <laughs> Oh no! So he kills. He spends even more money to kill people who are supposed to be making him money, and he, he's doing a horrible fucking job as a king. Anyone so say anything to this guy? Oh yeah, they were protesting. They're this? like, "You suck! Like you can't tax us on uh, crops we can't grow." It's fucked and Eric's up. just like, "Just give me the money because because broke boy." So there's no cash. A lot of peeps are dead or pissed off. Uh, Eric starts selling off property to uh, dukes for cash. He trades in the entire island of Funnin to uh, Funnin, I don't know, uh, to neighboring nobility in exchange for 200 mounted knights, presumably because Eric couldn't foot the bill to assemble his own uh, cavalry to safeguard his nation. He doesn't wow. need knights, he needs money. <laughs> it's like one of those weird, like, fucking Pawn Star deals where it's just like, it's a barter, I'll, I'll trade you this for that. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> And he mortgages off even more land to attempt to keep his kingdom in the black. Eric stages a bunch of conquests and attempts to regain power and fortune. Obviously, he couldn't finance these, and he gets mixed results that were financial mistakes. Ooh. Huge. Humongous. Mm. And 1315 through 1317, somehow there are even more pathetic harvests, and there's just nothing left to tax. Oh my god. And there's no one I willing to farm, and the treasury is empty. Hi, welcome to Denmark. The uh, little bit of seafront we have, which is made of sand, is met yep. immediately by just lots and lots of mud. And on this mud, we cannot even grow weeds. You have never seen this much mud before. <laughs> no. And age 33, Eric died in 1319, had no surviving offspring, and left the entire nation bankrupt. Hey! Nice. He's 33? 33. Wow. Oh in 1319. That, that might be old age in 1319. No. Oh, yeah, back then, yeah. Well, no. I think I think I can speak of, for a lot of us millennial types that uh, at least you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, might, might be hard to buy a house, but at least you didn't do that shit. I would do a, a month-long month party. I'd do a month-long party, too, but I would also just uh, 
well, go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> not now, partying, even even yeah. the cheapest month-long party, like if, ra- if daily rations were just like a Coors Light and a packet of croutons, I'd still go fucking bankrupt. Yeah. All right, anyway, let's move along. Even though Roast Mortem War goes something along the lines of uh, Tom does some research, Travis does some research, Coey does some research, and Mike just tells it how it is. <laughs> uh, with the exception of ODB, Mike is going to tell it how it is uh, with facts and Mike, how, it do, how it does it do how? Things. When does it be how? Tell us. You'll find out soon enough, Travis. You're jumping Oh, the my God. Before you... Asking what you're doing is jumping the gun. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't said anything yet. <laughs> Mike, before you start telling us about whoever the hell you're about to talk about, give me that liquor. Quicker. My first guy is Lucillo Vanini. Lucillo Vanini? Yes. I okay. think that he sounds Two. Russian. Wrong. <laughs> He's actually Italian. That's he was a, an Italian philosopher and a free thinker. Ah. Oh, all right. Well, that was that's a privileged way to be. Well, yeah, his parents were loaded. His, his mom was a uh, descendant of like, some famous like cargo trader, and his dad was some loaded guy. Every single free thinker I know has rich parents. I think yeah. it, I think it comes. Yeah. With the also, another name for free job. thinking is smooth thinking. Yeah, hey, he was thinking pretty smooth. I think. <laughs> Be rich, think free. He was right. also, uh, he was looked down upon and thought to be an atheist. In actuality, I think he was just like a big hippie, kind of. All right. Okay. Yeah, so he just, he his like whole thing was he saw God in nature, and he didn't believe that like uh, God was like the church, you know, where it's like a structured thing. All right. Okay. So like, check out that tree, so dude. You... It's God. Yeah, like, God you look inside. around, God's everywhere. It's not like some... Yeah, it's not one guy yeah. who's going, uh... Give me your money and all this shit. So he obviously wasn't liked very much, so... All right, Lu- uh, okay. Lucio Vanini? Yes. He was born in 1585 in Tarasano, Italy. Okay. Which, I looked it up, as like, northern Italy now. Okay. Nice, nice. And like I said before, you were saying, like, he's a free thinker, so he had rich parents. Yeah, that yeah. helps. Gotcha, gotcha. So he's loaded as fuck. He's thinking about trees and shit, and he's sticking his feet in the mud. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, that was pretty much it about his early life. It was just him just being a fucking, you know, he ends up going to college. Hey, man, I'm like in college. Nice. Like, I'm studying free thinking, bro. Like, yeah. I think this Catch is going to really, me. like, make my life better. Free thinking. <laughs> they, well, might end, they might end up calling this liberal arts <laughs> later, but whatever. <laughs> Basically, he attended, you know, what was college back then, you know? It's just a bunch of dudes in a, a room. Religious college. They didn't have lined paper back then, so it was just no. guys with stacks of blank pages of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you even study besides religious shit, you know? It's Go- goofing crap. off. So, he's a college hunk, and, you know, he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. In 1603, mm-hmm. he becomes a Carmelite. And I uh, didn't know what this was, so I Googled it to find out what it was, and it's basically like a friar. All right. So, you know, the dudes on, like, the, the cover of, like, those chant CDs and shit like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That can, that can keep yeah, the soup, soup on boys. top of their heads. Fucking can't have sex. You know, it's kind of sucks. Yeah. Right? They can't have sex. No, they, I mean, they can't. You're right. They have secret they can't sex. Have sex. But the same, the same way 18-year-old frat boys can't drink, yeah. you know? Yeah, true. Yeah, gotcha. So, he graduates college, and this is also around the Renaissance time. Mm-hmm. So he's learning all this new, like, Renaissance, you know, stuff, like science, medicine, and all this shit. Sick. Right. And uh, he eventually gains a doctorate in canon and civil law, uh-huh. which is, okay. like, religious law, too. 
the whole canon thing. That's like like uh, Boba Fett in, like, in the Star Wars universe. Boba Fett is canon. Within shut it up. <laughs> Just shut up, Travis. This all right, I remember when we were talking about Trekkie. Star Wars. So he's fucking he's got his degrees and shit. But now he's like, you know what? Like I said before, he's like, this shit doesn't make any sense. Like the fucking gods and nature and stuff like that. All my you know, he starts believing all this other shit. And he starts uh publishing some works about it. Uh huh. The church got wind of it and they weren't having oh, it. Shit. Okay. Oh. So we can't have people putting out yeah, works yeah. like that. He's basically putting down like as like Jesus, Muhammad, or like imposters and stuff like that, and the real gods like in the sky and shit, like some crazy shit. He's being dude. Blasphemous. You know that Jesus was actually yeah. a, a hoary marmot. That's a little small ferret-like thing that screams. Oh really? Well, that's oh. I, dude. I don't know. I can't speak on that, but like. I've been to enough fish concerts to know that Jesus is in the air when he wants to. <laughs> Dave Matthews excretes Jesus on the boats. Where <laughs> are you going? Yeah, so he's like, this shit doesn't make any sense. And he's also against uh, scholasticism. Oh, learning. Scholasticism. That's, yeah. that's he's medieval, against learning. Yeah, medieval school. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is the medieval style. Tra- traditional learning. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like education system like i don't like it or travis or cody the whole i mean i did i speak for you guys when i say the education system is pretty bad it's it's eh. rough it is not Uh, good yeah it's good to learn it's good to learn i think it's great to learn but but i don't know why uh we the only edible food in the cafeteria was the burrito well they're trying to kill kids they're trying to kill kids with their burritos yeah they they are they are scholastic yeah so he hated all that shit (laughs) <laughs> and then he's like, all right, well, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, probably going to get fucking killed. So he goes into hiding, and he starts to write a book, to like, uh, like an apology, you know, to show the church that he's, like, not an atheist, and that he's, like, all about religion and stuff like that. Right. He's just like, well, okay. uh, sorry about what I said, but um, I was just looking at a different way, man. Yeah. Hear me out, nice. bro. Maybe it's not, like, maybe bread... And the body of Christ means something. Dude, different. the church doesn't want to hear that shit. They don't want to hear the the bread is something different. That shit is Jesus scabs. Listen, we've got to deal with oh. Ritz crackers Nabisco, and we can't just let this go all willy nilly like that. You must talk about it like bread. <laughs> so, uh, fuck, lost my train of thought. For a second. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I was gonna pronounce the name of this fucking book, but it's like yeah, that Amph- Amphitheatrum. Yeah, that's what he, weird. That's, that's a, book a great he book. I love yeah. one of my favorite books. At <laughs> <laughs> the scholastic no, a, book. Well, yeah, yeah. It's the book, you know, I was, you know, trying to cover up his tracks, you know, trying to make goody goody with the church, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. uh, they weren't having it, and they still didn't like it. So he fled to Paris to go into hiding again mm. to write mm. another book. I think rich kids go there when they're trying to flee their parents. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So he's, I mean, he had the money. I think Macaulay Culkin did that at some point, but oh. he he truly deserved his wealth, and he's still alive. He worked for it. Yeah, he yeah. worked for it. He, he had did. to hang out with. He did. It was a bad example. I said. I don't know why. He I had to him hang up. out with uh, Joe Pesci. Come on. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'm in Paris. I'm going to try it again to write another book. And it, when he showed it to people, they actually were like, all right, he's kind of like not an atheist. He kind of knows what he's talking about. Like stuff's like kind of making sense. So he's making he's less sense because he's not an atheist. <laughs> Shut up, Travis. God isn't your PlayStation. <laughs> so he's like, so they're, you know, it's getting well received. And he's like, all right, maybe this will clear my name. And he gets to a higher up official, and they immediately ban the book and still oh. doesn't clear his name with the church. 
So now he's in hiding again. He's hiding from the church. A couple years go by, he starts to like come out of hiding a little bit and start teaching kids about this stuff. The church gets That's the church it. tactic. You gotta get them when they're young. Yeah, so this is around like 16, 18. He gets thrown into jail. And uh, you guys want to ask me how he dies? Oh, 16, 18, he's thrown to jail. So how does he die? Does he die in jail? Well, he suffers in jail for a couple months until the year 1619. Right. Okay. And then he just kind of keels over? Well, what they did was they they chopped out his tongue. Oh! They strangled him to death. Oh! And then they lit his body on fire. Oh! That's that's the church. All for books? All for just talking about how nature and stuff like that. Oh, oh no! God, just like what you see, but like you know, but Jesus turned nature into wine. I see. Yeah, it. I they weren't having it. Duff, uh, well, that's very unfortunate for our man here. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it was like I don't know. I fucking seen like a Lu- Lucio Vanilla. Yeah, Lucio Vanini. 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 And uh, so, if if anyone here has extremely wealthy parents, I'm not talking about parents who just own a house. Um, <laughs> careful, careful. Yeah, mi- mind your tongue. Don't. don't don't think too freely. Yep. I and wouldn't use me on a college paper, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you it. should. You're awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, who's next? Mike. Glad you asked. Oh, you're up again. <laughs> again. Yeah. Wow, that, what a smooth transition. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> yeah. Very easy. Uh, Howell Davis. Nice. Does anyone know who Hal Davis is? No, but that sounds like a normal name that I can't yeah, really yeah. make fun of. Yeah. Hal Davis well, is my neighbor, and he sells <laughs> uh, breadsticks to, to, to Olive Garden. Oh, <laughs> that's where they He's an Olive Garden He's bread dealer. Boy. He's Got the, the bread dealer. <laughs> yeah. He was born in Milford Haven, Pembrokeshire, Wales. Pembrokeshire, Wales! Did I say that right? Yeah! That the young Davis comes from Pembrokeshire, Wales! <laughs> Thank you very much for showing up to Red Run Podcast on coverage of the Howell Davis. If you know how they talk, that's how Jesus they talk. Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's just a reference thing. It's entirely true. No accurate. comedy there. So, uh, he would have a late start to his ca- uh, career as a pirate. Oh, pirate boy. Did, did I tell you he was a pirate? Yeah, he was a pirate. Oh, he's a pirate. <laughs> yeah. You guys know he was a pirate. Get that booty. Oh. Uh, what? He was a pirate for a good 11 months. But Wait. he did some fucked up shit in that time frame. He made it his, uh... He really lived the pirate lifestyle, I must say. Did he make other people swab his deck a lot? Probably. Um, most definitely, he made them swab his deck. <laughs> you don't right. swab your own deck if you're a good pirate. Yeah, that's true. So tell me more about Mr. Davis here. Well, like I said, not much is known about his early life, except that he was originally a first mate. Do you guys know what a first mate is? On yeah. a boat? Yeah, that's the captain's deck swabber. Yes. Yeah. You- so or a dick swabber, rather. Like second, you know, kind of some higher up on the boat, you know, you know. Boy, you have the prettiest face. Yeah. It reminds me of a woman's. <laughs> of a slave ship called the Cadogan. Cadogan! So the, the first mate of this boat. Mm-hmm. And the ship would eventually be captured by another pirate named Edward of England. Hmm. Oh. Is that Edward of England? Yeah, that's... Is that one of the beards? I would say Edward of England is like, I think if you were trying to be a, a pirate and be sneaky, like, and, you know, like John Smith or something. Edward of England. Yeah. How many? Uh, we were talking about Eric's in Denmark. There's like a billion <laughs> yeah, Edwards yeah. in England. Edward. <laughs> Edward he, of England. I have a son, Edward, who's constantly on the seven seas. 
My good friend Marianne has a, has a son named Eric who is also constantly on the seven seas. <laughs> it's a good way to hide. You're right, Travis. Yeah. yeah. So Elmer was like, you know what? I'm just going to kill your fucking captain and take all this shit, but you can have the boat. So he leaves <laughs> fucking our boy Howell with a boat and his crew. Now, I got to ask, Mike. I know you're just getting a little pickup here, but he takes what you said, uh, take all this shit. Verbatim. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. It was slave ship. Yeah, it was just a bunch of slaves. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, then put two and two together. Jesus. I'll just take all this shit. Please, please cut that out. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll cut it out. I'll cut Not it out. Racist. I'll just put it in the podcast backwards. Oh. <laughs> no, I'll leave it in, dude. I'm just busting chops. Oh. You know, we're here. All of this good time. human cargo. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I didn't say that, so... Uh, you can take the wood, I'll just take the shit. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> it's fine, Mike. Oh, no. Continue. No, Hal Davis is like, all right, cool. I'm going to sell this boat down in Brazil. But the crew insisted of going to Barbados, where Howell was convicted of piracy and thrown in jail for three nope. months. Oh, so that's, he really didn't light. make it far yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, so, he, so now he's in jail for three months. He's at Sandals, Barbados. Yeah, he's yeah. chilling. He's at resort. Having a good time. All right. So eventually he gets out of prison and he's like, All right, now I guess I'm really a pirate now. <laughs> and he would eventually join a crew that consisted of former pirates that would be transporting government cargo. Oh. Not the smartest idea. No. Mm. One of them turnover bitches. Eventually, during a transportation, Howell manipulated the crew to overthrow the ship. Which I don't think he really, he probably was just like, guys, we can just take over this shit, you know? Mutiny. Yeah. 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 You, you, you think this might be a good idea? Come on, shits. I only got 11 months doing this uh, shit. I just ate up a bunch of them in jail. Oh, no. <laughs> oh shit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so bad now. Mike, just so you know, my next one is also very racist. So I will uh. be the chaser to flush you out. Your future employees will probably only download this episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're going to make it you're good. where you want to be. You're going to have a good time, man. <laughs> Smooth Incorporated. The crew and Davis would take off on the ship they captured. They overthrew. Oh, fuck nice. yeah. Nice. Not shits. Not yeah. shits. <laughs> good people. <laughs> okay. The crew and Davis would then intercept and capture two French ships as an official start to his short pirate career. Now this is like his first big thing. He's like, you got these two pirate ships now, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, not two pirate ships, two French ships. You You're know? not a virgin you anymore. You're not a pirate yeah. virgin. You have a bunch of French people in your asshole. <laughs> yeah. So he's got the French people with him. He would sail the Cape Verde's Islands and lie to all the officials down there that he was a government ship and that he needed supply, resupplies because he needed to fight the enemies nearby. Oh, that that oh. would fucking that would get me to turn over a whole bunch of beef jerky and whatnot <laughs> they need. Oh, excuse me, we need help. I'm from the government, <laughs> but they have all these and I'm here ships. to fight the enemies. <laughs> yeah, they just said the enemy, and they believed them. They gave him all this shit. They're like, you can have all this stuff. Like, you, you seem legit. I'm gonna start doing that, man. I'm gonna start walking to the bagel store and be like, I'm from the government. I'm very hungry. <laughs> And I've forgotten my wallet. Uh, I gave you something. I'm here to fight the enemy. Yeah, I'm here to fight the enemy. He was a very clever bastard, I may say. Nice. So eventually, he captured a couple of vessels, one called the St. James, and which sailed the Gambia, which is in West Africa. 
Yeah, we know. Gamby! Davis and his men, dressed like fine gentlemen, oh. tricked the governor and his men to invite him over for dinner, which was a bad mistake. <laughs> we are gentlemen! Gentlemen, we Davis and his men would hold the man hostage and loot him of all his materials. Empty your pockets. Okay. Do you think and this is in Gambia? I was gonna say, do yeah. you think we as a podcast could pose as gentlemen and get into a party? <laughs> like imagine uh, these guys trying cash. to sneaky pirates trying to sneak into like this governor's place. Yeah, as right. gentlemen. I was picturing white dudes with dreadlocks I and think, tuxedos. I think if we okay, this is a good uh thought exercise here. I think between us we have the brains to do it. <laughs> I only okay? got two pairs of jeans though. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. That's what exactly what I was going to tackle. If I address Cody's inability to dress, yeah, and Cody addresses Mike's inability to talk, <laughs> and Mike addresses Travis's inability to just like not throw shrimp everywhere, <laughs> and Travis addresses my inability to maybe tone it down a bit, they're going to think you're too much of a gentleman. <laughs> then we will be fine. That was. <laughs> Perfect way to shit on Travis twice and make everyone seem like they're contributing. Well, I think the upper class, aren't they throwing shrimp on each other's naked bodies? Come on. Well, they have all the money in the world. But but you don't walk in the door and do it immediately. You get your coat taken no, no, no. off. You, yes. you, you have someone fold your scarf. You scold them for not doing it right. Eat a crumpet beforehand. Yes. As a team, we can do right. it. We're but infallible. In this moment right now. If we had to do it, we'd be in shit shape. I think we could do it. I don't well, know. I could do we'll it. I mean, everyone would everyone would like my presence a lot. I'm super tall. Everyone laughs at my jokes really hard. All right, look at me. I stand over by the fruit party. Look at me. Days. I'm Hal Davis Tom, <laughs> and I'm going to go show up to the governor and rape him. So basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the exception of the rape bit, I guess I can relate to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, uh... Now this boy Davis is like, I'm, I'm the fucking dude, you know, I'm fucking lying to everyone, taking all their shit. So he was continued to seize the booty. He took over four large ah. English and Dutch ships and loaded with ivory and gold. Good I, haul. I see that again. I saw that like an idiot. Yeah, take the line again. You got, but you gotta don't edit it out of the more. podcast. Gotcha. No, no, enunciate it better, Mike. Think about where your lips are landing. Davis mm. would continue to seize the booty. He took over four large English and Dutch ships. Loaded with ivory and gold. I was going to tell you the opposite. I was going to say, just let your lips do whatever they do naturally. <laughs> and then force air through too, many, too much advice. Oh, no, buddy. it's direction time. We're learning on. It's a new year. Uh, Mike's going to present every episode of 2020. Woo! He's going to learn now. <laughs> he would make one of these vessels his flagship. Ah. The Rover. The Rover? I call it the Range Rover. Mm. Oh. Okay, I see. But that. It's really just called the Rover, but... You, that is a reference to modern-day automobiles. Yes. Ah. Yes. I see. Mm. He then proceeded to plunder some more, capturing three more slave ships. The last ship Hal would capture was a Dutch ship that had about $15,000 worth of booty off the coast of Guinea and West Africa. That's a lot of money back then. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of booty. That's a good amount of scratch. You can retire on fifteen grand back then. So yeah. He was, he, got the, he was greedy. How much yeah. booty do you think he got, though? Who knows? Enough. Not enough. So now Davis sails to Principal Island, which is a small island off the coast of West Africa. Davis, up to his lying bullshit, lied to a Portuguese governor that he was a pirate hunter. 
but the governor uh, wasn't having it. Mm. I don't even know what that means. You're from Wales, and I don't speak that language. <laughs> I swear, sir, I am not John Depp. <laughs> my God is my witness. I have never even seen Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> As Portugal royalty, we do not accept men with mascara. <laughs> <laughs> Close. He knew Davis was full of shit. <laughs> David... Davis even went as far as capturing another French ship, claiming that they were in cahoots with pirates, and that still didn't work. Davis and his men were killed by Portuguese soldiers, oh. and like a true pirate, took five to the chest, and then had to have his throat slit just to make hey. sure he was oh, dead. He survived five to the chest? Yeah. Holy like shit. Blackbeard. Five what? Oh. Damn, dude. We got some bullets. Maybe coconuts? I don't know. Fucking some bullets. fucking monkeys yeah, in the trees. Yeah, yeah, bullets. Like, ah. I don't even know. Fuck. Did you I'm see sorry. someone like flicking out. bullets at him? Yeah. How old, how old Davis? Yeah, I'm fucking sorry. I'm an idiot and fucking <laughs> no, kind you of did butchered good. him. But no, Mike, you did yeah, good. Yeah, you're yeah, premium. Thanks, I think you did a good job. I, mean, I did the for, research. Except for all your truly racist feelings. I'm not racist. <laughs> Can you please cut that out? You know, what, you know who says they're not racists, Mike? Racists. How dare you. And it's my yeah, turn. Right. Look at me. <laughs> Cody. Cody, you're back in action. It's time for you to roll. Cody, who is on Woo. the shopping men? Our next subject <laughs> died in 1819, so we're fast-forwarding 100 years from Mike. Totally different part of the world. We're doing... King Kamehameha the first. I was watching documentaries on YouTube and in, in the fucking comment section, it was all like the same joke. He's like, Haha, was he succeeded by King Special Beam Cannon? And it's just like, fuck, fuck you. It's not funny. No, it is funny because no, Goku and no. ninjas. Ninjas. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anything related to anime is funny or entertaining in any it's, sense. It's a serious art form, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, no. I said it's also entertaining. <laughs> I just don't think you know. I, um, anyway, let's yeah. continue. Uh, king Kamehameha, first uh, king of the Hawaiian Islands, or let's. I have to be specific. First king of the unified Hawaiian Islands. They all used to have like their own chiefs, and they used to be the big cheese and all that, but. Uh- this is the first king of the unified Hawaii. So, Cody, you're doing okay, some cool. local lore. I'm doing some local lore. I live in Hawaii. This guy has a fucking highway named after him. He's got a fucking shopping oh, plaza really? named after him. He's got statues everywhere. People love him. Before I sat down on this podcast, one of my aunts was just like, who are you doing? And I'm like, this bitch. And she's like, I'll leave him alone. And I'm just like, no, he was a horrible brute that slaughtered people. <laughs> and he doesn't deserve a highway named How's after How's the traffic him. on Kamehameha? It's garbage. We're on a tiny <laughs> island. There's no the one middle. there for some reason. <laughs> there's more yeah, cars yeah. than people. Yeah, a tiny island. I, I I don't know how it works, but there's people as far as the way, as far as the eye can see, just in your way. And and just just so everyone knows, I'm I'm giving Rose Mortem a, a fucking a racist pass, a, a partial racist pass here because hey, I am Hawaiian. And when I say that, I, I don't mean I live in Hawaii. I actually do have the a smidge of the Hawaiian blood in me. So we're in the neighborhood of over a third. So it's just like I got I got one theoretical grandparent somewhere that's full Hawaiian. Well, so um, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. 
Uh, the story of King Kamehameha is a solid example of the winner writing the history books. This guy was a huge, brutish lummox that fondly remember, that's fondly remembered because his people were the survivors of the skirmishes. So it's just like, of course, you're going you're gonna to like the guy you are on the side of. And of course, no one's going to naysay him because they're all fucking dead and not allowed to write books. <laughs> and like I said, he's got statues, the fucking highway, shopping plazas, this, that, the other thing named after him. So long story short... Before he's born, 1730s, uh, Hawaiian Islands are in control by a bunch of the native peoples. And there's tribes on this island, that island. That's why all the islands have separate names. And, you know, only one of them is actually the island of Hawaii, even though they're all oh, called the Hawaiian Islands. Which one are you on, Cody? Dox yourself. I'm on Oahu. I am on Oahu. <clears throat> Was, well, uh, how far are you from the original island of Hawaii? See, that's a weird... Uh, a swim, a, a good fat swim from uh, the actual island. Like if of I was if I, I was Lance Armstrong, and instead of using a bike, I had a wheeled foot that could swim better underwater. How long would it take? A wheeled me? foot. A, a wheeled foot. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is wrong? No, with I'm you? telling you, this you is biology, wheeled... dude. This is Lance Armstrong is why he goes biking because he's got wheels. But if you were good at swimming, yeah, you'd have sure. a wheeled foot. <laughs> um. All right. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know how long it takes to swim between islands. I just, whatever it is. Also, I will, I will say that you Hawaiian folks have the the funniest name for white idiots. Oh, Howleys. Yeah, Howleys. I love Howleys. <laughs> it's nice. That's the that's the best one. <laughs> Give me a fucking beer. I'm a Howley. Hey, I'll scram. So, 1730s Hawaiian Islands under uh, the sovereignty of their own tribes and their own people. And at this time, there's a general consensus that the entire island chain should be unified under one single ruler. You know what I mean? Small islands, not too powerful. Together, if they're one chain of islands, a little bit more powerful. Yeah. However, the one thing is, nobody can fucking agree who the big cheese is, or who the big cheese should fucking be. It's a hard conversation to have. It's, it's yeah. probably the guy that can shoot plasma out of his hands. Yeah. Kamehameha's. Yeah, definitely. I mean that that doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. Also, exist. anime anime has no basis in this show. Uh, uh, Tom, I don't. Well, I don't know what you're talking. You know, it's, know what you're talking about Tom. It's more like a mm. commercial that you're All talking right. about. Animes. Okay. Two O's. So, <laughs> what sand level is he right now, Cody? I don't know. We will be talking about mana, okay. though. Believe it or not. Uh, so at this time, it's not uncommon for one island to invade another, do some fucking quick warfare. Uh, fuck shit up until they get tired or they're repelled off of the island, and which, which just sounds like a bunch of meaningless wars. Yeah, little fucking just—I don't even want to call it war making. They're just having good old organic riots on the. They're beach. throwing coconuts at each other. <laughs> they're throwing. They're throwing just. They're just throwing stuff. Uh, what's on your grass skirt? And then when they look down, just bash them with a coconut. Oh, I thought uh, close, very I close. I thought you were gonna do the little look down and you do the, the flick up with your finger. The whoop 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 whoop. whoop. <laughs> well, it's a version of that, but, but it's, it's with, the, it's with like, a club. <laughs> it's with a it's with a it's with a husky coconut. It's not even ripe yet, and they just crack it over you. <laughs> it makes a horrible really sound. <laughs> oh, that would hurt so bad. You could kill someone with a coconut in no yeah. time. But uh, you can also humor your friends. With and you can have a yeah. penis colada with nice it. Nice the drink. A penis colada, yes. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cody, can, sorry, I thought I didn't have any racism be against Hawaiians. Oh, I will ring you out. out. It, it'll ring. I'm, this this section's going to ring out the racism. 
Uh, Kamehameha was born into nobility circa 1736. Birth date is a little squidgy because uh, some revisionist history is in the works and may have rewrote the date to coincide with the visit of Halley's Comet. Oh, yeah. We got and it, that, man. That, that's, that's fucking important because it was prophesized. The Grand Unifier would be born on a day where a new star would appear in the sky. So, you know, n- new stars don't just go and appear all willy-nilly, so they just settled, like, for Halley's Comet visit, which was close enough to his actual birthday, so it's just like, oh, he's Yeah, and Halley's Comet isn't new. It kind of spins around the neighborhood every, what, 200 years? Uh, 77. Oh, really? 77 years. What was the last one? In the the 90s, I think, right? Oh, shit. We we have to we might make it to the next one. I actually don't know. Time, though. Uh, I I can't weigh in on this, but uh, Cody, that's not enough to make me sound like a racist. All right, we'll keep continue. going then. Yeah, we'll keep going then. So uh, prophesized uh, the the grand unifier, the guy who will rule the entire island chain, will be born with this new scar, new star in the sky. And here it's written: this guy was born when Haley's commented in. So everyone's just like, "Ooh, that might be the one. That might be the guy." So they do like a. Uh, you know, ye olde royal tale of he was hidden away from his rivals and uh, clashing tribes as to not be assassinated in his early childhood. It's almost Arthurian. Wait, where did where did they put him though? They put him in a coconut tree. Then they a different oh, fucking. Beach. I know what they did. They dug one of the holes and put coals in there. And they put him under the sand. They cooked the future <laughs> king alive. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, no, that's how you make get, good decisions. No, that's how you get, get nice strong. That's how you get strong bones. You know, you have to rule a land of sand by putting your feet in the like sand. an ostrich does. Yeah, and its head too. Nope, just his feet. So, just. <laughs> I love how we're just saying nonsense, and then Travis thinks it's fine to correct the nonsense. <laughs> oh, I'm an authority on nonsense, dude. So keep talking about uh, Kamehameha may not do it. Kamehameha. <laughs> Kamehameha was hidden away to thwart uh, assassination attempts because he's looking like the prophesized one. He's the chosen one. The chosen one, and this is yeah. where he gets his name, uh, Kamehameha, which translates to the lonely one. Very nice, Tom. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> so if Kamehameha is his nickname, what's his full name? One is the loneliest number. So it'd be whatever one is in Hawaiian. <laughs> Mike, you got you, <laughs> Mike, you, you got a phone on you, Mike? Can you time this enunciation? Settle in. You're gonna you got a stopwatch going and time this enunciation. Right, I'm, gonna o- I'm gonna oxygenate for it. Ready? Yep. Go. Kalani Paya Woho. O Kalani Kini Kialiakui Kamehameha Olani I Kawi Ki Kapu Kawai Kai Lioho Lioho Kuniai Ekia. End. It took you 19 seconds. Yeah, that's his full fucking name. I'm sure I butchered it because I don't have the native tongue. But on my tablet, it takes up like the entire bottom there. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Tom, you're right. This guy's name is Lonnie. I've never met an on it Lonnie yeah, I've a- liked. Yeah. I didn't stutter. That's how it's written on the sources. Uh, so this is the first Lonnie I've ever met. <laughs> Guess you don't watch the weather in New All York, right. Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will not be calling him by his full name. He will just be Kamehameha or the king in this section of the podcast. At a very young age, he was trained in the art of war. And at this time, the art of war was pretty much hand-to-hand combat and... 
uh, Hawaiian martial arts were pretty much just blows to the throat and solar plexus. Ow. Solar plex? That's your sternum. Ooh. It's up here, dog. The chest. Good in here. The, the between the nipples. Ouch. Watch out for them plexus, dude. You might get chopped by a lawn. <laughs> sterny. Uh, there was also weapons training, but Hawaii hasn't uh, figured out uh, metal smithing just yet. So uh, the weapons were uh, clubs uh, edged with shark teeth, javelins, and slings. So no metal, so that's what they got to work with. The sharp thing is shark's teeth. All right, wait, hold on. What year is this again? What about surfboards? What's that? What year is this again? This is 1730s. Or no, I'm sorry, I totally fucked that. Uh, you can think of this as a 1740s. Yeah. So wait, I was I had I think I had the same question, Tom. Did they have any outside contact with people yet? Uh, yep. Yep. The Japanese? Uh, not yet. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about it soon. No, the the French, the Americans, and the good old Brits just come and fuck everything up in a little bit. Uh, how did the how did the fucking French go that far out of their way? <laughs> like it is far enough out of their way for the Japanese and the, and the Americans to get there, but fucking the French. They're in Louisiana. The That's two oceans. Louisiana, Tom. What yeah, about no, Louisiana? I get, I get trading, but who the fuck is like, like I, I like I am a I'm not, I'm a simple man. Uh-huh. If someone was like, "There's an island somewhere that way." <laughs> Just keep going for it. I'm like, I just remembered. I, I, I uh, have a. I'm pregnant. I cannot go on a ship. Anything to not go to Hawaii with 1720s technology. Probably a long time. 1740s technology. It's not happening. The way. Not the happening. only way I'm getting there ever is by airplane. So I, I, I wake up every morning and I praise Jesus for inventing airplanes for us because maybe I will go. But on a rickety old ship, no way, dude. It's right. No way, dude. Getting to fucking Hawaii back then? Builds oh. a character, though. Oh. Quite a swim. So, Kamehameha is uh, <laughs> noted to be a remarkably cunning warrior. Uh, he's noted to be really good at deflecting incoming javelins. I'm going to call them javelins because there's no spear tip to them, so they're just pointy sticks. Okay. Uh, he's really good at deflecting javelin throws. Sometimes with his own bare hands, sometimes with his own javelin. So he's really good at just like swatting pointy sticks out of the air and keeping them safe. Yeah, you're an idiot. I hate you. Leave. Get out of my house. I'm Kamehameha. Wait, so uh, Uh, when you say sticks, you mean balls of energy. He's very good at deflecting them. No, they're not Kamehameha. All right, well, you know what? Um, This is uh, is history. He's a big... Yeah, like that, Travis. All right. This is history. (laughs) Stones the size of baseballs were noted to have bounced off of this big lummox. In the heat of the battle, and he was given the nickname Hard Shell Crab at this time. <laughs> just like, oh, that's look. a cool name. He's bouncy. I want to be Hard Shell Crab. Yeah. You're a Soft Shell Crab. You Shut up! Know. I'm the Hard Shell Crab! You're a Soft Shell Crab for life, no! dog. No! Soft Shell. SSC. Right no! here in front Smooth of me. Shell. Travis. Smooth Shell. Travis, his meat is delicious, <laughs> and if you fry him whole, he is even oh. better. Ooh. All right. Uh, <laughs> what yeah, else so are we talking about? He's hard this big. <laughs> He's this big six-foot-tall guy that, like, weapons bounce off of them. He's good at swatting pointy weapons away. He just lets the blunt weapons bounce off of them. And according to legend, he does something called flipping the Naha stone. And this is the Hawaiian equivalent of pulling the sword from the stone. Oh, okay. So he just flipped the stone the over? St- like, oh, what, the bugs yeah, under there? Flip- Hell yeah. <laughs> Let me yep. see him squirm. Flip the stone over, 
And that's another prophecy thing of like, oh, you might be the chosen one to unify <gasps> the islands. So were and, people trying or it was just like, no. Yeah, everyone was trying. The thing is, the, the rock weighed 3.5 tons. So Ooh. this is probably more according to legend than anything or revisionist history. Did you guys turn over stones and look for bugs when you were a kid? Yeah, of course. Really hated that. Shit. I fucking hate bugs. Yeah, but you did that, right, Tom? Oh. Yeah, yeah that's what this cat's yeah. doing as a little baby you, boy. He's like, let me see what Hawaiian he bugs are like, under there. Yeah, I hate seeing bugs, though. He just sounds like one of those normal 230-pound, six-foot-tall kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just flipping over rocks. What's under this one? So the reason he gave for being able to flip a 3.5-ton stone is he had great mana. And just like the Final Fantasy series would like you to believe, mana does in fact mean spiritual energy. So he, he's got the he's got the juice inside of him that makes him a great warrior. So like, need some of that. A power level. Yeah, over nine thousand. Definitely over nine thousand. I hate this. That's crazy. <laughs> Fuck you, Tom. So, <laughs> so he, he's born with a new heavenly thing going on. He's able to do the Hawaiian equivalent of pulling the sword in the stone. He's fucking looking like the chosen one to to rule it all. But this flipping the stone and being born at the right time does not go over well with uh, other tribes because uh, there's other claims to being the unified. There's a bloodline that's just like, we, we are the big cheese, we want to do it. And there's another thinking of the prophecy. So you're either a part of the school of the bloodline or a part of the school of prophecy. The prophecy has King Kamehameha. Oh, he's not a king. The prophecy has Kamehameha cutting in line. He's third in line for, if you look at it, the blood school of thought, he's third in line to uh, the big cheese position. But Let me flip that rock. Let me flip he, it for you. And then he flips the rock, and if you go by the prophecy school of thought, he's first in line. So the, the two guys who he's cutting in line, at least on the blood chart, don't like this. It's like, no, no, no. He's, he's just... He's third in line. He's not first. Uh, anyone can flip the rock, firstly. No, um, we, we, rock. no, no one's been trying <laughs> because no one wants to be king. This guy's just doing it. I want to be king uh, for other reasons. And this man has cut my space in line. Valet, would you please pull my car in front first? It's not a car. It's a turtle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Flintstones. You cars back then, Tom. No, it's just a sea turtle they all ride around on. Nobody do that in real life today. You will get arrested and you will... Your face will be on the news and it will say molesting sea turtles under your face. Really? And everyone doesn't know what that. <laughs> yes, that's what they do to shame people. Really? Yes, molesting well, yeah. doesn't mean anything sexual in like the dictionary. Molesting just means pestering. But everyone has. What if I had consent? Of fucking I what if I had dirty, consent yeah. from the turtle? Yeah, that's, what, that's why they. That's, that's fucked. Then it will yeah. say <laughs> sexually molesting a turtle. Me. I just molested you. Yeah. And that's oh. different. Oh, guys. <laughs> oh. I fucking have it on video. Yeah, so Why don't ride goodness. sea turtles. You'll you'll be in the news from molesting turtles. Um, so it, it's ca causing this huge controversy. And the next guy in the bloodline to be the big cheese, his name is Kiwalao, and he's just, he's not happy because like the the prophecy guy is 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 cutting in line. And Kiwalao Kiwala Kiwalao uh, does something very rude in Hawaiian culture to King Kamehameha. Cuts down his sacred coconut trees as an insult. Oh, as well. oh dude. Just like chop, chop, chop. 
those are my nuts. It's a low yeah. blow. How am I going to practice climbing? <laughs> it, it's it's a very low blow. It's a it's a huge. It, it's pretty much like the European uh, slapping of the glove for a dude. Or George Washington cutting down the cherry tree when his mommy ain't looking. No, that's just a retarded boy <laughs> who became the worst person ever, which is the first president, because we never needed a president. No, but he shouldn't have chopped down the cherry tree or coconut tree, because guess what? There's nuts in there. You're right. No, we're on the same page at the end of the day. Don't cut down a man's tree. Yeah, it's his tree. <laughs> Leave it alone. That is true. So this is this is a, a, a slap of the duel glove, but it's it's more than a one-on-one duel. It's like your, your brothers and cousins and my brothers and cousins, we're going to fight. And the battle took place in Kona, and after much bloodshed, Kiwalao was knocked unconscious by a slung stone, and he was defenseless from someone coming up and just slitting his throat with one of those shark shark tooth uh, clubs. I those things look here. fucking wow. brutal. I saw, I they saw, are, what it, is that stupid very show that's on like the History Channel where they're just like all of them. Palm no, stars? it's like where they test weapons out. It's like. The Hawaiian warrior versus a Roman boy. Oh, the Roman Whatever the hell it is. But, like, they, they showed one of those shark things going onto, like, a pig. You know, they hang, hung up a pig. Yep. And it's like the draw cut from all those teeth just, like, fucking shred your skin. Yeah. Think of it as an organic, very sharp and saw. The, What's and the again? teeth get stuck in your called. fucking arm, yeah. too. Just, just Google shark Club. tooth. Club or shark tooth dagger Hawaii. Why are you so, in incognito mode? It's not a dirty <laughs> thing. It Could might be. be. So through this, through this dick. Oh, so shit, that's a big dick, dude. That's crazy looking. Yeah, hey, I'll beat beat someone's ass with that. That's kinky thing. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Quit looking at dicks. Uh, Kiwalao is dead, so there's only one person, if you go by bloodline reasoning, there's only one person in front of Kamehameha at this point. So at this point, Kamehameha is killing a guy for cutting down, you know, coconut trees. So it's it's kind of escalating. And Don't it- you touch my trees no more. <laughs> the, the comic came by when I was born. I'll fucking lift your stone over your head and I'm crack a- it there. <laughs> kill That's you. how Hawaiians talk. This Hawaiian yeah. accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, you were worried about not being racist enough. Uh, yeah, thanks. You're welcome. 1777. America. Is out there very, somewhere. Very, very close to freedom. They're they're about to understand what it's like to vote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit escalates even more because the Europeans begin poking around the islands and they come about Ooh. looking for sandalwood. And Kamehameha is like, "Yeah, I got that. I will trade you my sandalwood for uh, your guns. Give me your guns. I'm trying to be king." <laughs> so you're a standard nice. European fucking yeah, stand, standard European fucking everything up by leaving guns around. Uh, is it fucking things up if they were asking for it? That's not fucking anything yeah. up, man. Everyone, the Second Amendment <laughs> doesn't stop in America. Well, it turns warring parties into a victim and a slaughterer, yeah, sure. if you think about <laughs> it like that. Well, maybe I am a very smart guy who likes to think about stuff, and sometimes I like to pick and choose what I'm thinking about. So I'm oh. not thinking about that. <laughs> there you go. I'm just no, not. Right. In exchange for harvesting saddle, sandalwood, Kamehameha was given muskets, cannons, and the recipe for gunpowder and a crash course in European military tactics. Oh, so, no. so, so just so uh, Europeans could have sandals, <laughs> sandalwood. No, it's a nice, it's a nice smelly uh, wood that's used in perfume. Yeah, is that that so shit that you wood, burn dog. and walk around your house and say, "Ghost, get the fuck out of my zone." That's sage. Not Boys, excuse me. Uh, excuse me, Kamehameha. Yes, I've yes. just come in from a very long way of journey. 
and the one thing I'm looking for is a wood. <laughs> and I'm going to take this wood. The ideal thing I like to do with this wood is burn it. Burn it when I'm with my ladies. Because sometimes it is only 1770. <laughs> and you must understand that in 1770, ladies do not, uh, they don't have hygiene that is presented in, let's say, for example, oh, 2020. <laughs> the, the vaginas are very different. Uh, they are musty. You must burn wood around them. Air it out, you know. The, the vaginas and buttholes are very, very distastefully sour. They're, they're musty and sour. So I was looking for something like a wood to burn around these ladies. <laughs> yes. Kamehameha, could you help me with this? I know you do not have this problem with your sexual colored <coughs> ladies from the sun that you have there. <coughs> Fantastic looking women with long black hair, but I, you see, I have blonde women with very, very unreasonable bush hair. <laughs> so I leave the sandalwood so I can withstand the pleasures that I choose to take upon me. <laughs> yeah, I guess good. that's it. That makes Perfect. sense, Tom. Yeah, I got a good picture. Painted a There's a little truth in that. Guys, be happy we're living in 2020. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Ladies, take care of themselves. No crusty buttholes. They hit, they hit them showers. They carve out when ladies, it's needed. Little ladies, douche. be happy we're living in 2020, because yeah. I'm sure our dicks didn't smell too good back then either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, of course. It goes yeah. both ways, you know. Yes. But we're Mutual. guys, you know, like. So we stink. You're, all right, so on Travis's point, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. And from not. our point. Thank you. <laughs> very, very good, says. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> excellent tangent. But, sandalwood. Uh, yeah, sandalwood <laughs> for muskets. Now, suddenly, King Kamehameha's, King Kamehameha's tribe is in 1770s technology for war. The rest of Hawaii is still pretty much in the Stone Age of war making. Just teeth, rock, wood, do it up. Punches to the throat. Ooh. So Kamehameha, with his muskets, begins to bully other island chiefs into either a grave or subjugation. And he's just like, hey, I win, I have muskets, you lose, and are dead. While he's out bullying these chiefs, one of the remaining blood descendants that's ahead of Kamehameha for the title of unifier is uh, Keoa. And Keoa begins plotting evil schemes and scheming evil plots while Kamehameha's out doing his, like, fucking shit. Uh, Keoa rounds up sympathizers and attempts to initiate an uprising. Kamehameha returns and drives off the rebellion and those who initiated the uprising. Do the not touch my coconuts! It's mine! <laughs> and the defectors take refuge at the base of Kilauea. And for those of you that don't know, Kilauea is the big boom mountain. Are you talking uh, about volcano. some War of the Rings fucking bullshit battle where these two Hawaiian people fight on the mouth of a volcano? No, they're not at the mouth of all. All right, sorry. Just, you could have just lied. Just, like points they the could, They could just they could just you see could. it while they're doing their surf competition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the command man just comes back, points a musket. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" The uh, the defectors retreat to the base of Kilauea. Uh, Kilauea immediately erupts and gases all of the fucking people that tr not all of them, but like most of the people that take refuge at the base of the. Oh, Earthvar, so you're dead. Even more. Yeah, it, it, it looks Jesus. like even more that King Kamehameha should be the chosen one. Yeah, because like nature's dudes, on his side. Yes, I, I mean, Kaoa is one of the guys that survived the the gassing of the volcano, and Kamehameha tries diplomacy for once in his brutish life, and he's like, "Hey, come out here, we'll talk. 
and I'll convince you I should be king, and you can have something, I guess. So on the shore, uh, Kewa shows up. He self-mutilates himself to render his body uh, unworthy of sacrifice. Kamehameha? <laughs> no, Kewa, the guy oh. that's, Kewa. The guy that's right, the guy, technically the guy ahead who survived line, the gassing. The gassing, yeah, yeah. and he's technically ahead of the bloodline. To, to the unifier title than Kamehameha. So he's just So like, this dude this dude what what did he do? He chopped off his penis? He just I think he ran the shark teeth dagger all over him. Ooh. He's just like not gonna sacrifice me. And just so you know, Hawaiians didn't sacrifice, you know, humans for flesh. It was to get more mana or spiritual energy. They would they would kill you and they would take your guts out and they would use your bones to make a club or they would use your intestines to make a sling and that would give, you know, you mana or spiritual That's energy. That's awesome! You desecrated, you desecrated a corpse. It is a good time, yes, I must say so. Jeez. So he's like, I'm not going to be a human sacrifice and just make Swiss cheese of Dude, myself. Dude, that's so cool! Yeah, I mean, I would just hurt. be a human sacrifice. He doesn't want that, though. He wants to be the king. Yeah, but also, like, you could sing a song about it. Like a I just can't uh, wait to not be a human sacrifice. So, the mutilated... Kaoa, I've pronounced everyone's name differently. I'm you got too many run-on and apostrophes. We don't have enough. There's not enough letters in our alphabet, so shit has to be like a million syllables long. Yeah, like, dude, you you've told me about like cousins of yours that are named Awawawawawa. That's not exactly their name, but okay. Awawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawaw
not on board uh, the Kamehameha train. Maui, Molokai, and Oahu. And now Maui and Molokai folded like a fucking stack of cards. They're just, they're just like, oh shit, guns, and they just either surrender or get convinced. That's to pretty surrender. smart. Oahu, I've never seen those before, but I hate them. Those are sticks that explode and shoot rocks. Magic wands. And Oahu was a little bit tougher to convince because Oahu had also made a pact with uh, the Westerners and traded sandalwood for the good old boom sticks. You see, I do need sandalwood very much so. I will give you any gun I have because I must drown the stench. Of my woman's vagina out of the air in order to please her. And I'm willing for people to sacrifice and mutilate themselves. Oh I need just as to what you do with your bodies, it's none of my business. But I do need something to really make the sour a bit sweet, if you will. Oh my god. Oahu also took the Europeans up on trading of sandalwood for the good old boomsticks. And both sides have it. This is the island of Hawaii versus the island of Oahu. Kamehameha is on uh, the Hawaii side of it, not the Oahu side. And after multiple trades of cannon fire, Kamehameha's troops captured the enemy's cannons. Like, ah, we got them. You don't get to use them anymore. And without the cannons, the Oahu uh, warriors had to retreat up into the mountains, uh, namely uh, the Pali Lookout. And this is where one of the greatest showcases of Kamehameha's brutality is. Uh, atop the Pali lookout, they surrounded uh, the Oahu warriors and just fucking shoved them off the lookout. Oh, thousand, oh my God. thousand fucking foot drop. Four hundred warriors, and these aren't just war. When I say four hundred warriors, I mean four hundred humans. Like probably half of them were warriors, and like the other half was just warriors of the family that like didn't women want to, and like, children. Shit, you know, yeah, women and children just pushed off of the Pali lookout. Thousand foot drop. Four hundred people dead. That's pretty Jesus brutal. Christ. Yep. Yeah, and Jesus Christ. So he sent them to another dimension. The- <laughs> yes. Very good. Uh, one Oahu chief was killed in the skirmishes before, um, you know, bad cliff times, and another of the chiefs was captured and sacrificed to get more mana. You know what I mean? Like human sacrifice. XP. You can think of it like that, or power levels, as Travis likes to. Did they throw drive anyone into, into volcanoes? Is that, a, is that just a myth? Uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, you know, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I, I see your curiosity, but I don't actually know about that one. That would suck. Yeah, it'd be like falling in a pool of lava. You'd that's exactly what you'd it is. You'd be dead Mike. before you even hit the fucking lava. Uh, you think so? I think you'd yeah, be alive for like enough for it to hurt a for a few seconds. You'd be well cooked. Yeah. I don't Ooh. know. I think the fumes right above it might kill you. Yeah, you feel really good. You're in a spa. Yeah. No, nah, it's definitely mm. uncomfortable. All right. So there you have it. Yay, Kamehameha killed everyone in his way of the title of unifier, and now he rules all of the Hawaiian islands. So even though one, one island is called Hawaii, they're all technically considered Hawaiian islands, just like they are today. Uh-huh. And post-unification, Kamehameha is known for writing a bunch of laws to help protect and encourage, tr- protect his people and encourage trade with Europe. And, like, of course he wants to protect... You know, people now because he owns. You know, there are subjects now. And he unified everything. He yeah, but by killing a lot of people, every yeah. yeah, he unified the same way Kim Jong Il sort of like wants roads, to unify man, yeah. Korea. Uh, in in his kind-hearted uh, post-war days, he ratifies the law of the splintered paddle, 
And Ooh. this law stems from an earlier... That's kinky. Yeah, right, Travis? Kinky. Kinky. It stems from an earlier raid led by Kamehameha. He assaulted and killed non-combatants aligned with the enemy. After a fisherman concussed him with an <laughs> oar, he saw the folly of his ways and made hostile acts of war towards non-combatants illegal. Oh, let's go simple. You know what an oar does when you get hit in the head with it real good? You get a nice case of smooth brain. <laughs> yep. You get to see everything real oh. quick. Yeah. Very smooth. So, so you just... That- you know, like, oh, I, I shouldn't kill non-combatants. You know, this is like a simple, this is like common sense for people like you and me. It's just like, oh, right. le- leave the fishermen alone. And this guy was operating on not rigid brain, but somewhat low dips. <laughs> where, where it was generally smooth, but... It, yeah, you know, that. they you call the that syndrome, um, they call it wave race 64 brain. Yeah, oh, right, and he got popped. Yes, yes, he got yes. popped one day and just, it all smoothed out. <laughs> Like when you when you're working the dents out on a Chevy Malibu, you know, I shouldn't Don't kill innocent people. Smooth it out. I shouldn't kill innocent people. And yeah. you would you would you would show your non-combative nature by finding a road and laying down next to it. So if you did wow. that, you you were you were considered a non-combatant and free of being assaulted by warriors. Nice. Uh, he, he goes on to marry twenty wives and has a shitload of kids. To nice. the point where it, it, it fucks the he, he totally fucked up the the, the nobility gene pool. or, or the, the the king the not the gene pool he just totally fucked up the pecking order for the kingship line because everyone's like oh I'm king next <coughs> he had that many kids just pull out dog it's easy you can fuck as much as you yeah. want it's different he was the king back then yeah pull out no matter never and then also in Hawaii you if you pull out you can shoot into a volcano. And that's cool. That'd be cool too. Oh my goodness! That might be a sacrilege, Travis. Why? You're that's... showing your appreciation oh! towards the god of the volcano. Her name's Pele. Yeah, Pele. Yeah, you might make a dragon that like way. Fumi tomato. I don't think that's how that works. Oh, that'd be cool. No, it would be impossible. Though Command Man was in bed with the Europeans financially, he would refuse to hop in bed religiously, stating he could not betray the gods that had helped him unify the islands. Oh and yeah, they did, not the guns. <laughs> Uh, he lives out the rest of his life in his custom-made estate called Kamakahanu. Kamakahanu, and on May eighteenth, on May eighteen nineteen, he succumbs to what is believed to be typhus, and to keep his spiritual energy, aka mana, intact, and foil future would-be grave robbers, his burial is a total secret. Nobody knows. Oh, really? uh, nobody knows where Kamehameha's corpse is to this day. I would love if there was some luau at a new resort, and they were digging up a hole to make a, a pig for all the, the tourists. Just clang. <gasps> oh, shit. Kamehameha! And he blows <laughs> up because he's probably buried with gunpowder or something yeah. cool like that. Some there little Kamehameha gunpowder Kamehameha. Wow. Wow. Simple man. Simple wants. A lot of boom. Let's go. Very what violent. What he from typhus? What was that? What did he die from typhus? Typhus. Oh, you I like think, fuck too much, right? You like I don't think that's a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. I think that's a lung and eye disease. Yeah. You get goopy. You cough and your eyes get glass. Yeah, you're, really? you cough and your eyes get cloudy and you die. Fuck, that sounds terrible. That's him. All right. Cool. All right, who's the last one? Is that well, the last second one? second to last. Because uh, we're doing the yeah. last one's 2019. It doesn't doing, even count, right. really. Well, who's the last one we're well, doing whatever. research? Whatever, the last one we're doing research died in 1919. So... We've been roasting buttholes this entire time, but I kind of... Yeah, royalty, pirates. I kind of want to do something a little different and talk about a god amongst men. Whoa, what are you doing? You breaking, breaking a mold, a mold. On us? 
Uh, I'm, if you're a Brit, you can thank him for premium canned beans. Wouldn't be a full English without <gasps> him. If you're an American what? or Canadian, you can think of him, thank him for providing red diabetes juice that we put on burgers and fries and hot dogs if you're gross. Oh. Ketchup? Come on, you're not a walking Reddit. Just call If you're Australian, you might know him from the canned koala meat that you serve new- newborns. Canned koala meat? I love that shit. I, yeah, I think they do that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that. So our death in 1919 is none other than Henry J. Hines. Ah, that sounds familiar for some reason. The ketchup guy? Yes, the ketchup guy, Mike. So I like that ketchup, Travis. I mean, uh, well, just to break the fourth wall of... It's not really broken because we talk directly to the audience the entire time. But uh, when me and Mike were outside smoking illegal cigarettes, we were talking about ketchup sandwiches for quite some time. (laughs) Ah, future or history predicting, I see. Well, you can thank this man for ketchup sandwiches, dude. Yeah. Beautiful. So, so, like, I tried to dig up some dirt on this guy, but honestly, he's just a saint. And, like, while there were a bunch of other idiots like Teddy Roosevelt, Andrew Carnegie, Zapata, that died in 1919. Yeah, but they all need full episodes. episodes. So I'm like, let's just do this guy because he's, like, kind of interesting. Beans. That was amazing, though. Let's go, beans. (laughs) Let's do beans. What? Wait, is this episode ending with beans? Yeah. Just think about those beans. the Bush only beans? dirt I could find on Henry Hines was that he is the second cousin twice removed of jo- Donald J. Trump. Not that that's his <gasps> fault, because he can't see in the future. But uh, Nor is that a yeah. bad thing. Oh, it's a, it, yeah. Yeah, you know, just an interesting fact. Tidbit. Well, you guys know where I stand. That's not a bad thing at all. Yeah, there's actually a... a ro- there's Shut actually up. a lost Rose Mortem episode about his uh, second cousin, Friedrich Trump. I refuse yeah. to publish. So uh, Henry J. Hines was born in, on October 11th, 1844, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Nice. There's a Libra. Yeah. Wait, nice. you know your signs, dude? Fuck you. Fuck you, Mike. Yeah, I'm a Libra. I dated girls. That, that's all I talked about. You oh, wait. Hold on. Was that you dated girls? Did you know your star sign before you dated girls? I think my mom told me, but I forgot. She was a girl. Oh, another girl. Yeah. Oh, you're right. What's your yeah. birthstone, Mike? Yeah. Uh, it's Scorpio. That's not a stone. That's, that's a birthstone. That's, oh, no. that's a stone. <laughs> oh, no. You're stoned. Yeah, you, you don't have stones. To you're more of a man All for right, not You're knowing. good, then. Let's continue. I charge my crystals. So both of Heinz's parents were German immigrants, both fresh off Makes the boat, sense. German. Heinz. And little Henry was a little garden boy. He spent all of his time planting bullshit. And pickling it with his father. He'd plant beans and come inside at the uh, in the beginning of uh, uh, the end of spring and go, Mommy, Daddy, I need more of these. I want to put them in the cage. I mean, kind of. I mean, that is so this Heinz family I mean, would go to the, yeah. the farmer's market and make decaying horseradish jarred. Everyone's like, I love their horseradish. <laughs> I do love horseradish. Yeah. So when Henry was when sinus. Henry was ten years old, his parents gave him an acre to grow his vegetables on. That's nice. Jesus Christ! My well, room they just was like one? eight yeah, by they eight. Just have an acre to uh, spend. Yeah, <laughs> my my bed barely fit in my room, and he gets an acre. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Well, you meant to catch him. Yeah. Well, not, not by yet. the age by yeah, the I mean, age of not yet, not. by the age of twelve, he worked hard enough, and he had three acres. 
What did right, you back, do? back when yeah. people could buy property, yeah, right? <laughs> free property. It's free real estate. So by the time Henry had graduated high school, his farm was so extensive that he had to hire workers. And he had amassed $2,400, which in today's money is $43,000. That's, that's a penny. For beans? No, he's not He's not really for growing beans. beans right now. Right now he's growing, like, German shit. So he's making, like, cabbage for, like, sauerkraut, horseradish. Oh, uh, yeah. Cabbage Ooh. is good, man. People need that yeah. shit. Official roast morning statement. Cabbage is good. People need that shit. I'm having that shit for dinner. So in 1869, sexual year for Henry, because uh, nice. he was hanging out with his friend and neighbor, L. Clarence Noble. He's like, dude, we should create a business. 69 that shit. And they created Heinz and Noble. Creative name. Good ring. Has a nice it ring. His name was L. Clarence Noble. L. Clarence Noble. Now, when you say L, is it like El Chupacabra? No, I don't know what the L is for. It might be Larry. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not L E-L, it's just an L period. No. It's not it's L not Spanish. Yeah, it's not El Camino. I guess this guy really hated his name because he just used his middle name and last name. Is he related to the uh, nobles of Barnes and Nobles? Oh, maybe. <laughs> That's not how that works, Mike. It c- probably. It could be. Don't discount my cousin. Yeah, I could be right down the line. Could be. I don't know. So the two of them together cornered the <laughs> restaurant supply business with their sauerkrauts, grated horseradish, and pickles. Also that same sexual year, 1869, he married a, y- a young Sarah Sloan Young. That was her name. Nice. She hot? Well, you know, Sarah, y- Sarah Sloan Young loved getting sauce dogs. She was <laughs> married to, to Henry Hines. He's gonna to sauce the sauciest man. Sauce he's shit. got he's got fifty seven loads a night. Yeah, <laughs> that's obscene. They would pump out three children, which is reasonable. Yeah, that's pretty good if he's got fifty seven a, a night. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's a lot of uh, cock management. Right. So, Tom, you were asking about like these uh, baked beans, right? I I, I guess you I were. Was. Uh, you were. God damn it! <laughs> you wow. were. I agree. For the sake of the show, I did ask. <laughs> well, at the time, people were a little weary about canning food because they used poisonous gases and materials during the canning process. Like lead. Like lead and like, like keep it fresh. I don't know, argon or whatever the fuck is going in the gases. Just You'd, you'd right. buy some beans and you'd be like, oh, this smells great, honey, and just like pass out. Like any kid you had that you thought had a future, you wouldn't feed that. But a lot of times they had loads and loads of kids back then. So loads. I'll separate them. Nice partition here. These kids might become, I don't know, anything. And these kids are definitely going to be homeless. (laughs) Give them the canned goods. Much cheaper. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. They can't tell the difference. They're just hungry. They just want nom, nom, nom. They just like food. So so yeah. the only thing that I could really kind of find that about Heinz that was kind of dick was that he would he would actually make canned foods, but then he wouldn't put his label on it, the Heinz and Noble label. Or he oh, or he put fine. fake labels on Like he just like the competitor like, I don't know, that's Steven's canned oatmeal. Uh, the bait Steven's switch. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but... All right, interesting. But the canning industry was really competitive in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh was a booming steel, you know, stat town, uh, and now oh. it's just kind of a rusting shithole in the in the kind of rust <laughs> in the Rust Belt. I mean, they call it the Rust Belt now. 
Actually, here's actually come, up and coming, but you know. I mean, I've been there a couple times. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a little rundown, but people are cool there. There's there there's ideas. Yeah. Know, there. yeah. Uh, so Heinz and Noble were up against about sixty other companies uh, in the canning industry, but that didn't stop them. Okay. And Heinz uh, was turning into one of the country's youngest entrepreneurs. Ah, I see. What did stop him was the financial crash of 1875. Does that stop you? Oh, son of a bitch. So Heinz and Noble were one of 5,000 companies to go bankrupt. And Henry was absolutely fucking wrecked, uh, deep in depression, and felt the shame that he couldn't even buy his kids Christmas presents that year. Oh, yeah, awesome. You each get one bean <laughs> at the bottom of a sock. <laughs> And we're hanging it on a chimney that's, as you could tell, rather cold. <laughs> <laughs> but Papa. Now, Clarence Noble backs out of the company, but Henry picks himself up, and he gets back into his canned and jarred vegetable business and creates nice. a new company called Heinz Food Company. All right. Familiar. Now, at the age of 31, Henry had gone trying all these German recipes, but he wanted to try something different, and he tries his creating tomato s- sauce. Okay. Uh, the tomato sauce. That's good, what's he, what's he Does doing? Does that sound familiar? It? Yeah. Yes, that's right. He creates ketchup. Ketchup. Um, now, the legend is that ketchup comes from a Chinese word called up, meaning uh, brine, or, see the brine or sauce with canned fish. Wasn't it called catsup too? Yeah, it was also called catsup. Right. No, that that that's oh, just what little... silly people call ketchup. Yes, catsup. Those are catsup. subhumans. Is it ketchup or ketchup? Yeah, I mean, if anyone who listens to this says catch catsup, listen up. I say ketchup. Yeah, ketchup, dude. Yeah, because you're normal. But it's ketchup. Ketchup, ketchup. It's ketchup, fine. Ketchup. It's just not catsup. Catsup. Yeah. Catsup. Catsup. Very good. So, catsup. so not that long before seventeen. 17- 60 when he comes out with ketchup the world actually thought tomatoes were poisonous yes i know i know about a little bit about this Uh, so there was actually a plot to poison george washington in 1776 using tomatoes so some loyalist cooked up a dish for george using tomatoes oh yeah and wouldn't you know it George survived because he just ate tomatoes. Ah, ah the poison tomato technique. Yeah. Yes. It's if you want to kill someone enough to live. <laughs> Do you know the theory behind that, Travis? Well, Because uh, it's related to nightshade, I think, or morning glory. Uh, yes. Uh, well, tomatoes were perceived as like rich people poison, and to some effect, it would be poisonous to rich people because rich people could afford pewter silverware to eat the tomato and the acidity of the tomato would corrode the pewter into the food. Huh. So if you gave uh. a rich person a tomato, they were it would be more poisonous to them than if you gave it to a peasant that would just eat the tomato with their bare hands. Oh. Uh. Oh. Oh, shit. Well, there you go. Well, George Washington wasn't using pewter. <laughs> he was out in the field, I don't know, eating tomatoes off the ground or something. <laughs> As you should. And uh, so this assassination attempt on George Washington was actually kept under wraps for about 45 years and was released to the public in 1820. 
So that's how big of a deal this tomato assassination wow. attempt was on our first yes. president. Now, by the, t- by wow. the time Henry started canning it, it was thought that only fresh tomatoes were not poisonous, but canned, rotten, or unripe tomatoes were still thought to be deadly. So here's Heinz creating and selling these poisonous, this poison sauce. Perfect. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're going to love it. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it, Mike. You said... Tastes, tastes good. good, and people loved it. So they had yeah. French fries back then. I'm sure some German guy yeah. was like, "Ah, this potato fell in a fryer." Oops! Mix that with some Heinz ketchup, fucking golden. Yeah. So people didn't care. Yes, it's delicious. His shit blows up. Basically, created a sauce <laughs> empire, which is my dream. Wow! Look at that. he's a hero to you. Now, yeah, kind of. You know, the whole idea of factories back in the late 19th century and 20th century. You guys kind of have an idea about that, right? Oh, yeah, they're pretty fucked pretty fucked. Yeah. Henry's was actually super progressive, and he cared a lot about his workers. He was actually the first company to offer his employees free medical services. Wow, look at Uh, that. Back in, like, 1870-something. Travis, he seems like a good guy. How's he die? No, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. (laughs) He's not there yet. (laughs) Don't talk to me like that, Tom. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. <laughs> and on top of this, I'm going to make it better for you. The woman peelers, you know, they used to peel all these cucumbers. They get a free manicure yeah. every week. Oh. That's nice. nice. Guy. Heinz factories were also extremely clean and hygienic. I mean, this was basically back in the day when companies, you could just poop right next to, like, where you're making the food. And it would just got to right. get cross-contaminated. Uh. Any cameras back then? Separate like, no, we, Let's have another room here. I have several acres. <laughs> <laughs> this can be the shitting acre. And uh, so any of you guys know what the 57 varieties was about? Vinegar. Is it, it, it has to do with the types of ketchup, wasn't it, at some point? That's your guess? I didn't even know you had 57 flavors. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. See, a lot of people think that it has to do with that it was like the different flavors they had or the attempts that they did to get the right ketchup. But actually, it was yeah. just yeah. Henry's favorite num- lucky number, five, and then his wife's favorite lucky number, seven. Aww. That bitch. Yeah. That's cute. So what the fuck is the point of putting it on there? <laughs> because they're in love. Luck. This is a happy yeah, story, Tom. I want some ketchup. It's the equivalent man. of, su- it's the equivalent of like, Instagram sunset hands. <laughs> they're in love. I'm never eating ketchup again. You don't want don't, a ketchup sandwich later, Tom? Well, it's not that I don't want it. It's just that I don't want to be lied to. I'm going to open up my eyes. <laughs> we'll call it catsup. We'll call it something All right. Different. So the last boy, ask me how he does. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't it. care. He's dead. That's... How does he die? So Hen- how does he Henry die? John Heinz dies in 1919 at the age of 74 from pneumonia. And he was such a great guy that his employees, who loved him, actually raised their own money to uh, create a statue in his monument that still exists today at the Heinz factory in Pittsburgh. Look at that. Wasn't that... Great way to kill this Wasn't that heartwarming? He was a good guy. Yeah, rest in peace. Fuck. I was kind of upset. I was like, oh, he was a a dickhead. The guy made ketchup. He was a pretty good guy. Curveball. Well, thanks, Travis. Well, at that rate, look, Travis, disgusting. <laughs> disgusting stuff you've brought to us. Wholesome bullshit. Not a good time. Uh, I'm ready to call this a night because 
the way I want to start my new year is by not being as tired as I am now. I the good resolution. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Oh, uh, new Year's resolutions before we talk about our favorites of 2019. Our favorite deaths of 2019. Yeah. yeah. New Year's resolution. Anyone got one? Oh. Get a job. I would like a job. Help my bladder and put my organs inside my body, finally. I gotta stop eating like garbage. By the end of 2020, I want to be able to kick the teeth out of a seven-foot-tall man. Oh, fuck yeah. That's, that's on the floor or standing? Standing. Wow, so that's like a, that's like a... I just want to be able house. to. I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. If you're, if you're tall, I'm not going to try to do that to you. But I've been stretching. Like, right now, I could do someone just just three or four inches shorter than me. I can blast them Bam, in, the real t- good. In, in the teeth. So I'm trying to get the seven foot tall. I'm trying to Jackie Chan up. Dude. I've ripped a lot of pants this year. What I'm going to do is change the t- the style of pants. Let's do I, a kilt. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something else when I practice my kung fu. You know what you need, Tom? You need uh, Jenko jeans, Tom, so you can get the more leg room mm. and kick. Do, does Jenko make a workout pant? I think all their pants are workout pants. They should. Tom. You're right. Mm. Yeah, so that's my New Year's resolutions. I hope you get there. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks All for right. having the, the the one interesting resolution amongst the four of us, Tom. <laughs> so tonight, uh, you've heard nine people who've died, the longest of the episode so far. Uh, what we're going to do is, the last year, it's, it's going to be a wash. We're all just going to talk about who we miss, who died in 2019. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'll go first. Go first. I'll go first, just, to, just so you guys can get the wheels turning. The, the person I admire most yes who, who died in 2019 is, is rip torn <laughs> rip torn rest in peace he, rip quite a hollywood career on yes. that man uh a look and a voice like no others have but uh the one thing i want to point out is that he was a man who was retired from acting who drank better than anyone yeah he drank his way into a bank um, I don't know if wow. you guys know this, but Rip Torn was arrested a few years ago. I think in 2013 or so uh, for for stumbling into a bank, oh. thinking it was his home. Wow. And I, I, Must uh, have a I huge believe, home. Well, the thing is, is that it was in a little community in Connecticut. And the bank looked, I, I looked it up. It looked like a house. It's one of uh, these like house cute banks. little banks, you know, cute uh, banks, okay. like, you know. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, this, this this must look. This must be my house." Uh, <laughs> With the money so he, in it, he came stumbling home drunk and thought a bank was his house, and then had to spend time in jail <laughs> just because he drank too much. I don't think that should be a crime. I think if you break into a bank and you don't steal anything, you just try to sleep on the couch. Uh, you should <laughs> just be he's exonerated. Absolutely yeah. exonerated. Everything. It's a it's a victimless crime. It's not even a crime to just go into a place when the and the, sleep. the business hours are over. A bank is a business. We have to treat banks like businesses. Yes. Not like gods, not like governments. With this simple drunken mistake, he really called out the established banking system uh, for what it is. Yeah. He was a whistleblower. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you know, I don't know, man. I have money. I, I want to sleep here <laughs> while I can take out the money. Let him break in right. and sleep there. So it's rip, fine. So rip torn. Rest Thanks. Peace. Excellent Good pick. Guy. Cody? Cody. Cody's turn. I'm going to do Carol Spinney. And if you're not sure who that is, he is Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. He died this year at the ripe old age of 85 of natural causes. 
So many memories of that man. He's a, he's a good guy, and I, I yeah, I but I thought he was a bird. But he's a bird, he's a bird though. He's not a bird. He's not a bird. He was he was Oscar the Oscar the Grouch, and that, 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 I like him more for being Oscar the Grouch than he was Big Bird because Oscar the Grouch was pretty much uh, Diagonese, the OG cynic that lived in a bathtub, and I relate heavily to that monster of Sesame Street. And, uh, cheers. Been, been with us for many a formative years, so cheers to Carol Spinney. Cheers, dog. I would like to talk about a man that's a fire starter, and that was Twisted Fire Starter. Yeah, Twisted Fire Starter. Oh. Oh, this is uh, Keith Flint, the main MC singer of Prodigy. Rest in peace, Keith. And we were talking about it before the show. What did you say, Tom? I said a few things, but well, how uh, he we died. Talk- how he what died. was the cause of death? Oh yeah, no, he basically got he uh, he was alimonied to death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so fucked. Uh, yeah, no, this guy, I, I looked into him a little bit. Apparently, you know, he had this big Tudor estate in South England. And one of his, interestingly enough, one of his hobbies was bird watching. He was a bird watcher. Oh, look at that. Firestarter bird watcher. Yeah, so he was just like a nice gentleman. He had like this little racetrack where he'd like race his motorcycles and watch birds. And then oh, his cool. wife nice. alimonied him. And he committed death. suicide, which is very unfortunate because he had, they had just come out with a new album. I thought it was fucking banging. He was going to tour the U.S. and the guy was really talented and he will be missed. Uh, more than one of us want to pick Keith Flint. Yeah. 75% of the cast wanted to pick <laughs> yeah. Keith. Yeah. And Mike didn't know who he was. Yeah. So. <laughs> he doesn't count. <laughs> You seem like a cool dude. That sucks that your wife screws you over like that. You know? Yeah, I feel so bad for the guy. Great dude. I'm sorry, Travis. I'm stealing your heat. No, that's fine. Uh, you know what, Keith? Is, we all miss. We all miss. That was one of the... I think that in a long time, you always hear these stupid celebrity deaths. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, but this dude actually, like, when he died, I was like, fuck, that sucks. Yeah, I was just like, damn it, no more prodigy, I guess. What about you, Mike? Uh, Finish her off for with, us. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife. Oh, oh excellent, excellent pick. Wow. Uh, don't kill me, dog. Her name was Beth Smith, and she was a very beautiful lady. And I enjoyed watching that show. So, rest in peace, Lars. Yeah, dude, she, what do you did think? Did the cause were? of death on you? Uh, I think it was cancer, something terrible. Uh, yeah, I feel bad right. now. No, I maybe mean, what? What yeah. size boobs do you think she had? Humongous. Uh, enough. Enough. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I like how Mike's head is smooth. No. Yeah, a little mattress right on her chest. Yeah. It was like, wow. Pillows. You could support <laughs> this man? This man's wants? <laughs> He's a hell of a man. All right. Yeah. Well, that's our countdown. There you have it. I don't even remember what some of you guys said tonight. Yeah. I am, I am drunk. I, I miss Keith Flint. <laughs> that's, that's really what we story. want you to take home yeah. of this entire podcast is just keith keith is dead i'm glad ketchup is sick you know the guy that invented ketchup is not a bad guy. yeah he was a good guy i'm kind of glad about i'm that. glad ketchup can that be the top <laughs> of the can that be the top of the episode tom yeah we'd be doing a disservice if it wasn't yeah but uh th- yeah so uh. thanks for tuning in <laughs> rose mortem podcast we got a lot of cool shit coming up in 2020. It's got two zeros and one, two zero ones, two twos. Two <laughs> uh, something I need to tell everyone who listens to this. Hey, if you like this podcast, what can we do? <gasps> firstly, if you listen, tell people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Net, do, do our networking for us. Yeah, well, podcasting is very word of mouth. Yeah, you got and, a grandma. Uh, she does. Does she? Can she still hear? Does she like jokes and hearing about her friends that are dead? Have yeah. a listen to our show. <laughs> we want your grandma's <laughs> listens. Yeah, tell so, her about well, it. Yeah, for, that's that's the big way of support. Thank Just you. tell your friends and listen yourself. Like uh, that's number one, most important. Second down the line, the Patreon stuff. Patreon.com slash RoastMortemCast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not trying to live off the money you give to us, but we will do good shit with what you give to us. We will improve. We will improve all the sound qualities. We will preserve your ears. We will cut out all the unwanted frequencies. Mm. Uh, Thirdly, walk around with merch of ours on your body. Yes, you can do that too. As John Mayer said, your body is a wonderland. You might as well put our wonderful faces on it. (laughs) Not an exact quote, (laughs) but fine. Yeah, that's what he said. So as of now, you want to go to teespring.com slash stores slash roastmortemcast. Yeah, stores. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Not store. I don't know why the fuck they do that like that, but it is. It's multiple stores. Plural. <laughs> uh, stores slash roastmortemcast. We have some stuff up there. You got that beach towel? Yeah, the beach towel. That was fucking sweet. Hell yeah, man. You can I dry off that. with my face if you want to. Yeah. Or hang the towel above your bed. Guess what? Oh, also, let's bring it more practical here. I'm more of a Home Depot type of guy. Guess what? You just put your Shepard D in the microwave. Um, now you, now it's going to be hot. You, you should use our arbor towels to grab it out of the microwave. Yeah. Th- that is we were completely actually- damaged from nuking metal. <laughs> Shut up. No one microwave a can of ravioli. <laughs> well, it's true. But d- don't do that. But also... Yeah, so we got those things. There's another year in the books. 2019. Double O. Guys, um, thanks for doing the research tonight. Yeah. Yes, all of you. Let's all circle jerk each other. Get over here. This is what this is. Be a square jerk. Through the screen. Bless you. I think technically I have to stand between Travis and Cody because... Mike's my cousin, so I we have to keep separate. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, and Travis and <laughs> Thank right, you, thanks, Shane. Shane. Happy New Year. I'm Daniel's other dad. Bye. Love you. Bye.